Steven. Hey. Here we go. We got the intro music. Live. Playing live. What? The audience is like, wow, we don't it, care. It doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. difference. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same. Who but gives us amazing. even half of a shit? <laughs> um, so I, um, I wanted to bring something to the show, especially mm-hmm. because of some information you brought to light very recently. Oh, okay. And I feel like this is the perfect time. Now, I mentioned this on the podcast year one, year two or whatever. But this was back when we were uh, having to add music after the fact. And it was just like a didn't quite uh, have the effect that I'm going for Mm -hmm. that we can add to the show now. But a couple episodes back, you had mentioned from your youth read uh, and kind of rediscovering the B-52s. Right. And um Love Shack in particular, right? Hell yeah. And Fred Schneider, iconic voice, right? Oh, is that his name? Fred Schneider, yeah, the uh, the, the male lead singer of uh, the B-52s. Gotta say, I thought his name was B. I thought the other chicks were 50 and 2. I did not realize. 5 and 2, yeah. maybe? That's uh-huh. my bad. I didn't realize they had names. Do they have a drummer? I won't even think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't allow it. <laughs> I like to think in my head canon that like most of our audience is drummers, you know, and they're all like fucking seething right now. Yeah, I know. Like leading up to like episode three thirty two or whatever, they were like, hey, man, like I the podcast is kind of OK, and I, but honestly, I really feel like I could fix their theme song by adding right. some uh, what do you call it, better drums to it. But now, fuck that, dude. All that to say. So, uh. You liking the B fifty twos put in the back of my brain like oh there's a song I need to show Stephen oh. but I'm gonna have to wait till we get to the Christmas movie that we're going hmm. to discuss which is Gremlins today indeed and uh, there's a, a song that has a very particular theme to it mm-hmm. and it's uh, a topic of discussion for sure so this is Fred Schneider's side project band hmm. it's a comedy. A synth pop band called the no Superians. Okay, and they released a song in 2010. And uh, and you, oh, it almost reminds you of like Ducktales, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get start. Here we go. What you making? Fruit cake. <laughs> what you baking? Fruit cake. <laughs> Candy cherries. Red dye number two. You know this song? You already knew this song? Oh yeah! You've been listening. You've been jamming to this for, since for nearly 14 years and didn't tell me. <laughs> I didn't know it going back that far. Uh, back okay. when I used to listen to the uh, Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock back mm-hmm. in uh, I don't know, it was like several years ago. They would play this song around the holiday season, and you know, I, I was not the biggest fan of Christmas. I've, I've kind of like backed off of that. Let's check right. out takes people, but. Um, I, I always kind of like have a portion of my brain set aside for nonsense, right? Right. And it's like, this is almost purely that. But similar to... It's fruitcake. I love it. <laughs> similar to what your uh, your pal uh, James, our, uh, our listener, Indeed. Uh, said, I would listen to 
their podcast at 1.5 uh, speed. Oh, you're right. And uh, so I'm used to listening to the song faster than it is. Mm-hmm. So this seems very slow to me. But like, oh, that's still, interesting. It's so fucking fun. Damn, I had no idea. What's he has one of those? It's such an iconic voice that I can't imagine it being anything but the B52s. Like the fact mm-hmm. that he's a, it's a different band. It's still like, well, it's him. Like, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, you sillies! It's a spice for taste. <laughs> Put the oven on low. Oh my god! I'm so adding this to my Christmas list. It's just like instructions at this point, right? Rum. Hey, I love a song that gives you a recipe. Yum yum yum! Fruitcake. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. Can you can you turn it down just a, a, a tad? And yes. Keep it on the background, but um, I gotta say I've never had a fruitcake. Yeah, have you ever this, had a fruitcake? This is why I brought this up. Steve. Okay, yeah. I don't have any solid memory of it. I don't uh-huh. have a great food memory, but I feel like I would know something about fruitcake, especially like knowing the song, you know. Mm-hmm. But I have seen it in grocery stores, where it's like prepackaged. Like if you go to like a like a Walmart or a, maybe a Target, they've got the, the one that's a little like. Looks like a brick almost. All right. Rectangular in shape and everything. Um, and I had been talking to my wife uh, this season and been like, oh, you know what? I, I feel like I would like to try a fruitcake. Uh-huh. So I don't think I'd ever had one. And it just like looks interesting. And plus, I like to like stunt eat stuff. Right. I would so do it for that show. reason. Yeah. So we went to a. Uh, World Market yesterday, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, they've got like international foods from uh, everywhere. So international, we're going through, yeah, international, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they just play episodes of the Erie International in there the entire hey, time. It's great. That'd be cool. I don't, that'd be I don't cool. th- I go there more. I don't think they make any money off of it though, <laughs> right? You know? I definitely don't think they're paying our friends. Shout out to those fellas. Yeah. God damn, that's <laughs> fucked up. But um, so I was going through there and I saw that, uh, uh or my wife found that they had mm-hmm. fruitcake there and they had these different varieties and so one of the varieties was from germany and oh. uh it was covered in um it, it was like a kind of more like loaf shaped instead of like a a rectangular like disposable pan or whatever mm-hmm. and uh it was covered in this like white it looked almost like powdered sugar or whatever mm-hmm but they had some like other varieties, and my wife was like, oh, "Maybe we do this one." I was like, uh, "No, I like the first one that you picked out the the German one." You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like the best version that I could have that's like mm-hmm. prepackaged anyway would be from Germany. You know, sure. I, I just feel like they you can think of baking. Andy. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we we bought that, and uh, so you had one at your house. Well, not only do we have one at our house, we had some of it last night. Oh my goodness. Now, Steven, this is going to be wildly disappointing to you because uh, you know me. I don't like to waste mm-hmm. food. I eat right. everything. I'm not picky. Mm-hmm. It was all right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was all right. I think I don't even I had... know what it's supposed to be. Is it, is it, like, I know it has fruit, it's fruit cake. I get it's that. It's fruit cake. <laughs> but yeah. is it like a cake base? Like, does it have, like, flour, like, kind of like a cake with a bunch of fruit in it? You know what? It, it, it almost has like, um, or at least the version that we have. Sure, uh, it's, it's like more airy throughout. Uh, it, it reminds me a little bit of a, um, oh my god, like a. Hmm. I'm so bad with with food. You know, I grew up as a fucking dirt person, so I don't, I don't really <laughs> what? know like what don't actual say people that. like. A, <laughs> dirt is that person. offensive to me? 
I just like grew up poor. So I'm just like, I don't know, food is food, I guess. But you know, um, uh, it, it, the, the, the cake was uh, more airy. It has like uh, holes in it. Like if you grabbed it and pulled it apart, you could like uh-huh. see the, the holes expand and, and uh, eventually so, see through it. So Swear it's a goatee cake. It's a goatee cake. Yeah. If you yeah. if you grab the holes and it would expand. Yeah, yeah. Talks with the okay. list. It's great. I'm looking at um, a picture online. It does not look very appetizing to me. Like it's not that the things inside of it aren't fine, you know, aren't good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, dried fruit, what? nuts, spices, but it just looks like a mis, you know, just like a gross. Uh, send me the the photo that you're you're looking at. Oh, well, there's because... like four of them. It's just like the main thing when you Google oh, it. Just, oh, okay. Yeah, so you it's not even. Particular... It's like different varieties there's some darker some lighter you know we accept all kinds um colorful it's um but i yeah i've never had one it's always been like a joke in movies and stuff you know like we watched um i think it's 94's mixed nuts steve martin christmas comedy that we love so much and uh in that movie he gives an employee of his and a friend a fruitcake and she says this looks remarkably similar to the one i gave you last year and the whole oh, joke yeah. is like that they last forever and nobody actually wants them. So they always just give them away. And it becomes like a, a running joke throughout that movie uh, where it keeps getting exchanged. And uh, and so it's, it's always been a joke in me for me in movies, like where people are like, nobody wants this, but it's like the thing to give at holidays. So I've never even attempted like I've never actually been given one. I've never seen one at any like Christmas parties that I've been to, or at least I avoided it. I don't remember ever seeing one, but mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that you stunt aided. I would also try it if I found one, I suppose. I uh, I just sent you a picture of something okay. that looks similar to what I had. So uh, the brand that we bought is called Stolen, and I told my wife, oh, I, I heard that. Good, we don't even have to pay for it. So if it's bad, uh, but <laughs> I think Stolen is that type of like you were saying they had different types, like shapes and everything. I think Stolen is like a German bread. Oh, okay. That, ha- so that might have fruits in it. So maybe it's like, maybe that's even better than like a an American fruitcake, like processed fruitcake that you'd get, you know? Yes, because on the, the first page, uh, if you do a Google image search of fruitcake, it has these like, mm-hmm. it almost looks like mold, you know? It's right. like uh, the mm-hmm. red and the green are just like too saturated. It looks like somebody put like gummy bears inside of a, mm-hmm. a, a, a dense loaf of bread material. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, um, bread material. <laughs> so I, um, I, I thought the the uh, the one that we had was nice and airy. It was still like mm-hmm. kind of dense, but it's probably the German stolen. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. and we want them to give it back. So I think that uh, the 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 one that we had was pretty good. the The fruit inside of it is um, essentially like I don't know, maybe dates or something it's mm-hmm. it's like actual fruit that's been um it just tastes like fruit it tastes like semi healthy so you're saying there's fruit in the fruit cake fruit cake yes um <laughs> i was i was surprised i agree i don't too. know why <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look if i brought anything to the show this year it's fruit <laughs> cake by the superiors it's it's so I much fucking it. fun just throw yeah, it on throw it on your christmas playlist it's it's, yeah, a, it's a good absolutely. time yeah Put you in the mood, uh, but I'm I'm, I'm yeah. uh, impressed that you'd be willing to try it. I really thought that uh, you know, there'd be a no go. No, I think uh, I think that 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 would be interesting because um, like next year maybe I'll I'll give it a shot. As you know, as since we're doing a a whole month uh, potentially of Christmas movies next year, was that in the mm-hmm. outtakes? I'm not even sure. It was in the outtakes. Yeah, check those out. Check uh, we're trying to get in the Christmas spirit. We're already we're already trying to prepare for next year because this last two years 
big old Christmassy Steven right here was not really into it. So we're trying mm-hmm. to, to force ourselves into it next year, which is going to work. And uh, maybe <laughs> maybe a fruitcake or a stolen is, uh, is in my future now, you know? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever I'm had eggnog? Have I ever had eggnog? Did I have mm-hmm. eggnog every day this month? Yes. Did you? Oh, okay. Okay. I drink I eggnog sure. all throughout the season. That's the one Christmassy thing that I for sure I get into. Interesting. See, yeah. I love eggnog. I have not had it this year. Mm-hmm. It's just, look, I'm uh, lactose intolerant. And uh, it's a soy nog. I, I thought you about it, them? but I was like, mm-hmm. why? I don't need the extra calories. It's, it's going to be like a, a heavy, heavy food couple of days anyway so i'm just like i'll it, budget them where i can it is heavy i get uh i get a specific one that's a light variety because mm. i don't need it to be so fucking thick and i know i'm yeah. gonna drink a lot of it so i don't want to make myself sick yeah that's steven yeah. spitting rhymes baby yo uh fruit cake uh. <laughs> can we can we save all that yeah that's amazing though man um yeah i would totally give it a shot though i've never really attempted to just because it seems to be the butt of a joke in every movie that i've seen that mentions it like i said mm-hmm. but um yeah i'm glad that you got one and now that you stunny ate it i need to stun eat it so did your wife like it she she tried it twice last night mm-hmm. so initially uh she cut off a slice <clears throat> excuse me I don't have a mute button anymore. So you looked around like, I have to, uh, what I mean, do I do? <laughs> Excuse me. So I've got a uh, a little like, I can do the little clicky button, but it makes noise. Like why? I know mine's super clicky. Hey, microphone designers. Why? Why do this? Like my You're old, right. <laughs> my old Yeti mic, uh, my, the tried and true had a perfect mute button on it. I could click it. No one would even know. Yours then, did, but mine doesn't. Yours doesn't, and Mine's then I bought a, loud. a white Yeti mic later on mm. uh, that I've given to our friend Allison, and it does the same thing. It has a click. I'm like, guys, why? Why? Why would we click? Why draw attention to it, you know? Right. It's like so if a, a plane was coming in to land, you know they've got the guys with the batons mm-hmm. that are like kind of signaling down. It's like if they gave another guy on a separate tarmac that led to the edge of a cliff like mm-hmm. two lightsabers to to also wave in but, but he was like waving them in like oh don't come over here because you will die it's like why even draw attention to it you know um what were we talking about who um, knows man who fruit fucking cake. knows fruit cake green ones your too wife, your wife tried it twice yes thank you yes mm-hmm. uh we we she cut off a bit of the heel and um on the the inside of it it has mm-hmm. like a I, I don't know. It almost looks like a a cream inside, but it's not. It's like a... Marzipan. What? You My look brain like your brain just broke. <laughs> it did, yeah. I was like, wait. Look what? up Stolen. Look okay. that up real quick. Right. Uh, because I, when I looked it up, it said... that. So that might be different than a, another fruitcake variety, though. This is what I'm saying. It might be better. Potentially could be worse, but I imagine it'd be better. But it said it's often made with marzipan in it. Mars. I don't even know what marzipan is. Like I've heard the I've, term, right? Marz marzipan. A beautiful it's a creamy, girl's name, right? <laughs> I think it's a creamy thing. Confection consisting primarily of sugar, honey, and almond meal. Oh, is it okay. like almondy tasting? I don't fucking know, Stephen. Like, come on, brother. Come on, man. I thought, hey, mate. I man, I know what I pepperoni thought, tastes like. You know, it's not pepperoni tasting. Man, I should eat pepperoni. <laughs> Um, it's made with almond extract or oil, but it's, um, yeah, I, I can imagine it. I think I probably had it in something, but it's, it's not something I seek out or anything like that. So, okay. 
Um, look, all that to say, my wife cut off a bit of the heel, had the part without the marzipan in it, mm-hmm. and I uh, gave that to me. I was like, oh, yeah. And then, like, literally immediately I forgot. I said, oh, I'd like to have uh, a bite later on, you know, after dinner tonight where we get some of that, like, center stuff in there. She's like, I gave that to you. You ate that first. I was like, oh, man, I don't know, man. Hey, <laughs> dude, it's all good. It all goes it's, to the same place, man. I don't taste exactly, nothing. Exactly, man. Right in the dang turlet, you know? <laughs> So uh yeah I I would say the uh the more um the more uh, authentic is the word. Mm. Is like it's kind of fitting that I forgot the word authentic uh with my <laughs> bullshit. But um yeah I would say uh, if you're going to try a fruitcake, you know, get like a good one, you know. Right. Um and even that I would say you could probably get a a better one. I wonder like an actual like bakery that was doing them. That would yeah. be really nice. Like I still yeah. don't want to make one. Like I love to bake and I love to cook, but it, and I love to find recipes, but I'm not going to make one of those, you know? That's fucked up because Fred Schneider has given you all the tips you <laughs> I need. I might. I don't know. Next year, maybe that's what we do. We make that fruitcake That would be fucking fun, recipe. right? That would be kind of fun. Yeah, that okay, would be kind cool, of fun. Cool. We'll, we'll see. put it on the books. Yeah, yeah. But I would, I'll say this last thing, though, is that Andy, our friend from Germany of yeah. the Area International Podcast fame, Shout go out. check him out. Um, he had told me before, whenever they had visited the States when they did their around the world trip and, and got to see me and they skipped over you specifically. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. Doesn't hurt at all. It's fine. <laughs> they had told me that, uh, you know, like the bread here, they were like, your bread is awful. And like, you should come to Germany and eat our bread. It's amazing. And I'm a big bread guy. You know that. Mm-hmm. So this wouldn't get Brent to go to Germany at all. But I'm all into it. And so I imagine a, a stolen, if I'm saying that correctly at all, mm-hmm. uh, from Germany would be a hundred times better than what you just had as well. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sure. You know, and so I at least here, if I can't get that, I would love to, um, you know, find a bakery that could do like a legit one or something. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of German people that settled in uh, Texas. Um, yeah. I'm sure that I could find like a legit even German bakery probably somewhere around here. Maybe we plan another trip to Fredericksburg. Go down Dude. there. We yeah. need some stolen. <laughs> yeah. We need some stolen and some Hefeweizen. <laughs> Pour one out for the homies. And they're like, you know? why are you talking like that? Please leave. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. we get that a lot. We get that ja, a lot. Ja. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that you tried it, man. Um, it is it, it is one of those holiday staples I always hear about and I've never actually participated in. So Look, it's some, uh, some fun nonsense, and uh, I feel like that's very on brand for me. So uh, Absolutely. I was there for it. I love it. Well, uh, I'm here for it, too, and uh, I'm going to say we're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Briefly, I want to say that uh, the other day at work, apparently I, I slipped into my podcast voice. <laughs> no no one up there really listens or anything like that. Sure. Good, good reasons. But um, uh, I, apparently I did one of those kind of like, oh, hello. And, uh, and someone called me out on it. And they're like, is that your podcast voice? And I was like, oh, sh-. I got like kind of embarrassed. I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, you know what? Usually my podcast voice is just this. It's just uh-huh. being normal. But I was like, we do in the show with like, let's talk later. You do. And yeah. yeah. And so apparently I slipped into that in, in everyday conversation, uh, yeah. which I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of cool with. I'm all right. Look, with that. But, I, uh, I like that people fun. notice things like that. People will say that to me. Mm-hmm. Me, Steven. People what? will say this like people I work with that have no idea about the podcast. Mm. at all like i you know i keep that under wraps because mm-hmm. like, we just, you know i'm out here just screaming about coming farts and uh it's just oh yeah uh, my co-workers don't need to know about this but every once in a while people will be like oh you have a, a good radio voice i'm like well it's so funny you say that because i did in fact go to broadcasting school <laughs> didn't work out <laughs> but thank you anyway well, thank you so much coming up after the hour i'm getting back to work you gotta be crying a lot in my car
it really like elevates a lot of things you say though right yeah i mean like so that's fun. if if you're good at modulating your voice mm-hmm. you know going up through the different registers you know i think it stands out to people especially if you're dealing with customer service and a lot of people i talk to are over the phone right. so you know i i do have my customer service voice and then mm-hmm. sometimes you <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is like be in the customer service voice and then like kind of break character a little bit mm. be like oh yeah let me see if i can help you with that and uh Sorry, my uh, computer's being slow. It's really <laughs> working on this. Uh, really annoying. I, was, I would love to. It's really an easy fix, honestly. I just, you know what? Uh, let me call you back in like five minutes. I'm going to fist fight this computer. Fucking piece of shit. It, uh, sorry, uh, what? Oh, and then it works. And then it works, yeah. And then you're back to your <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> how can I complete your request? That's a sexy, uh, sexy phone voice you got there, sir. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, after that, I you know help the guy nut, and then uh, I'm right. back to my business. So it's good. You are, yeah. You do work at a uh, a gay sex phone line. Yes, of course. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just a good job. It it's a good job. Well. Look, I. I'm a people person, you know. I uh, <laughs> I like to help out where I can. I feel like I'm doing customer service uh, to its greatest extent. You know. I keep these uh, these pent up fellas, mm-hmm. you know, off these streets. You know, it's, leave women alone, leave uh, other right. people alone. Um, it's look, a hard season. Uh, people need a nut. Oh my god, mm-hmm. year end is terrible. After no nut, November. Right. Jesus Christ. That's why it's a white December. <laughs> it's a white December. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Seems like a lot of white voices I'm hearing come over the phone as well. You know, it's like those phone banks are lit up. Even like when. Even though it's just a phone thing, they don't actually come in person. Huh? Come mm-hmm. in person. Do you? Do you? When you, when you sign off after they've you know mm-hmm. done their business and then you sign off, do you say thanks for coming? <laughs> is, that, is that how you? End you know, the phone I'm gonna call? add that to the rotation. Okay, good. Next good, year, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. You should. You know, like at uh, at call centers, they'll have like a script you can follow, and it's yeah. like if the customer says this, turn to this page and whatever. It's like you should make that for your work now, and that could be you can add that to the script so that everybody can say it, which is nice because everybody likes to be thanked for coming. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's just a natural thank thing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so here we are. Here we on are. On our, our Christmas episode, I suppose. This is airing yeah. after Christmas, but um, mm-hmm. that's how Tuesdays fall, and that's not our fault. So uh, very excited to be here to talk about Gremlins today, though. For sure. And uh, as we mentioned in the outtakes, again, guys, d- go check out those outtakes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like a lot of our longer-term <laughs> listeners are like, yeah, we will. You're just not, yeah. we're not there in the show yet. Give us a fucking skip, minute. You know? Skip forward and come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then mm-hmm. get the context and then like, I don't know, I think maybe we record the show bad. Anyway, so. <laughs> oops. Oops. Did it again. Before we get into the uh, the Christmas of it all, mm-hmm. I do have something that I want to mention, uh, which is uh, my December movie trilogy. Right. And uh, going back to the beginning of this year, 2023. I had uh, made a New Year's resolution to watch a movie trilogy every month throughout the calendar year. That's right. And I can only do it within the exact calendar confines of Mm. a given month. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were a couple of times where I was like cutting it close, but I feel like I was able to complete it uh, each time. And um, that's certainly the case for December. And uh, I finished this trilogy 
last night. Now, mm-hmm. there's a, uh, an, a additional installments after this, but I thought, you know what? Let's just go easy on myself. Right. And, uh, like, I'll say, uh, for the most part, I have enjoyed going through and exploring these trilogies because a lot of the stuff I was watching is stuff I either hadn't seen in a long time or uh, something I hadn't seen at all. Right. And uh, had been curious about and wanted to um, see what it was like. And mm-hmm. that fits for December here. So, look, we're in December. And I was like, do I do, like, a, a Christmas trilogy? Or what? what's my approach here? Mm-hmm. And then I stumbled upon something. It was actually in, like, November. And I thought, nah, I'm going to bump this back. I feel like this is almost counter-programming for Christmas in a way. Mm-hmm. Steven, uh, this is a big lead-up. What do you think about trauma? Oh, yeah, yeah. You ever had any uh, traumatic mm-hmm. experiences before? I've seen a few growing up. Okay. Uh, I'm not like a, a huge fan of that. Some people really, really are, but um, mm-hmm. I like it sometimes, and I know of it. I uh, I heard on a podcast that I listened to, Lloyd Kaufman was mm-hmm. a guest on, oh, uh, yeah. on this uh, podcast called Word Balloon, and uh, he was talking about trauma and the, the history of it. I guess they have a book coming out, and uh, oh, cool. he had mentioned that they've got a streaming service as well as, like, Trauma Vision or something like that. Of course. And I, I have not subscribed to that one yet, you know. I'll leave that to our friend Liz Wilson. She needs another, another service to subscribe right. to, from what I understand. But uh, I did come across on Peacock that a, a smattering of trauma movies are on there, including... Mm-hmm. My December trilogy, The Toxic Avenger. Oh my goodness! What a choice to end out the year of trilogies, man. What a man. choice indeed, Stephen. What a there's a <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. That's what I've seen. I remember The Toxic Avenger growing okay. up. Okay, uh, I have not seen it since I was probably nine, nine or ten, and I I feel like I was too young to watch it. It was one uh-huh. of those like on it was like on the line, but I do remember those a little bit at least. So when I was watching these movies i was like i bet knowing your history and my wife's uh-huh. uh from back in the day you guys grew up watching fucking right. cry baby right which is horrifying to me <laughs> as a, for a child to watch um i was like i bet steven has seen at least one of these movies growing up oh, absolutely absolutely okay. have you seen all three of the i didn't uh, know there the was trilogy? a trilogy of them i only remember the toxic avenger basically so oh the um, first one okay the very first one yeah and i know of you know the trauma movies basically sure because um, it's, it's a whole it's a whole shtick it is it's a whole shtick uh for people who don't know trauma is a exceedingly independent movie company mm-hmm. that uh creates like schlock movies essentially right i i thought i knew what schlock was <laughs> and then i watched these movies i was like oh, okay this is this is just pure schlock right here yeah, I don't know if he invented schlock or if he just perfected it, but yes, if yeah. you want schlock, this is where to go for sure. And they continue to make movies to this day, right? which I would be curious about. So I'm like, do I pull the trigger on like the free trial for the, the trauma video? <laughs> I, I might, but uh, not, not this month. All that to say, we're talking about Gremlins today. Came out in 1984. So mm-hmm. did the first movie, The Toxic Avenger. Oh. In this movie, a young dweeb named Melvin, works at a YMCA in a town called Tromaville. Mm-hmm. Everyone in this fucking town, uh, all the young people, they go to this gym, they work out, they're just like 
hot and then mean and Mm -hmm. they're mean to Melvin and uh, like they are so mean. Like, uh, I'm just going to say this, you know, maybe you remember this, maybe not. (laughs) Some of the like the 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 hot um i, I guess like villains of the movie mm-hmm. which are just people um they they go on like a car ride murder spree essentially oh, okay they like sure. run over children and then they like the two ladies hop out and take polaroid photographs of their like smashed in faces wow and like, you see it like it's it's very again schlocky so it, it doesn't it's like gory but it's not like scary it's not realistic yeah. in any way yeah on on peacock these movies are listed as horror and i wouldn't mm-hmm. say that at all it's like comedy right. kind of action i don't know it's it's like trauma dude like i don't right. i don't really know what to say <laughs> it's, its, it's own not genre it really is and i think it'd be super fun for uh for a group of people to get together and watch mm-hmm. this where like maybe one or two out of the group has seen this before and knows what's coming, but everyone else is like, okay, so we're going to watch something called the toxic Avenger. And then to them, the word Avenger associates with the superhero team, the Avenger. Sure. So they're like, Oh, it's some like superhero movie or it's like, okay, it gets burned by chemicals or whatever, which is true because poor Melvin, he gets like put in a, a pink tutu uh, or I'm sorry, a, a pink polka dotted jumpsuit has a tutu on it, gets bullied by these people, falls out a window into toxic waste, eventually becomes this like goopy, like anti or uh, like a superhero character mm-hmm. with a melted face called the Toxic Avenger. His main weapon is a mop, and then he goes back and seeks revenge on all of them. That's basically the first movie is him kind of getting revenge, and then also he meets this blind girl who uh, they start a relationship with each other because she doesn't know what he looks like is kind of the, the whole bit. That's nice. Uh, even though they're, you know. Everybody needs love. Absolutely. Um, I will say also, there's a scene where the, the blind woman is inside a restaurant. And by the way, love interest gets introduced, like, uh, I think, like, over halfway through the movie. So they're really just, it's like, fuck, I don't know. Now he has a love interest. So uh, she gets introduced in this restaurant. She has a seeing eye dog. Some no good next break into the restaurant. Not break into They walk into the restaurant with guns and uh, they end up like killing her dog. And it, you see oh. the dog on its side and it has like this wound, but also <laughs> the dog is like panting and you can see it breathing and everything. So it just Hell looks yeah. like someone spilled mom's spaghetti on her, you know, like, it's like oh, Eminem was there. And then uh, it's just hanging out. So even like the stuff like that where like animals get hurt, it's like, all right, like, you just it it doesn't look real in any way, right. shape, or form, you know. And uh, the Toxic Avengers face is very like rubbery and and whatnot. Uh, so I think the the first one is like pretty fucking fun. I think people can find some like joy to be had there mm-hmm. because it is so surprising the the approach they have there in the second movie, which is uh, just called the Toxic Avenger Part Two, came out in 1989. In this one. Uh, Toxie and uh, his girlfriend, I can't remember her name, uh, they're played by like different actors this time. Uh, nice. His, his voice is, is totally different. But uh, in this one, he, uh, long story short, he ends up going to Japan to find his father. And 
he just has an adventure over there and it's uh it's just it's more bizarre shit though the way he gets to japan is like he let me back up he's like the first superhero from new jersey is kind of how he's built Mm. and uh you know for people outside of the u.s uh there's a uh an overall idea here that new jersey is a garbage state so and it's not it's a garden state it's the garden state you know right People just get that mixed up all the time. Yeah. They just like, they hear Gar and they're like, I don't know, bitch. Oh, fuck. I don't know, bitch. I don't have time for that. So um, the way he gets to Japan is he gets on this like sailboard and just like you see him like crossing through, uh, I don't know, like the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The ocean? About, yeah. I guess. But it's like through, you see New York in the background. Okay. What is that? I don't know what like that, some type of harbor. So he finds out that his father is like this evil mobster over there, mm-hmm. and he's six a bunch of his people to uh, kill Toxie. That's what they call him, and um, that plays out. Um, <laughs> while he's away, there's this evil mega corporation that takes over Tromaville, and mm-hmm. so by the time Toxie makes it back to Jersey, he has to like clean out the evil corporation and ends up defeating them and and uh, it seems like they're gone for good mm-hmm. which brings me to the third part of this trilogy the toxic avenger part three the last ten, the last temptation of toxie this Ooh. one came out also 1989 and oh, i wow. read just a little bit about this and it said that they shot so much footage for the second movie that they kind of cobbled it together into a third movie and released it. And the the first movie, the the first Toxic Avenger is like an hour 22, something like that. So under an hour and a half, manageable. Mm-hmm. The next two movies are each about an hour and 40 plus minutes. Mm. So they shot that amount of extra footage to be able to put this together. I don't know That's if they crazy. went back and did some like pickup shots for things, but... In the third movie, the evil corporation is back, and they you see some like some reused footage from the second movie mm-hmm. that's kind of been repurposed and whatnot. But um, in in this one, he ends up working for the mega corporation for a little bit, and then he kind of breaks free, and then he fights the devil, and it's oh. just fucking wild, dude. It really is. So um, yeah, the Toxic Avenger trilogy. I did it. It's out of the way. They they do have a fourth movie that came out uh, called oh, Citizen okay. Toxie, Toxic Avenger Part Four, um, and I started that last night. But I, you know, I wasn't trying to rush through it uh, mm. for this recording. But it is something I'm going to uh, finish watching at some point. And I'll, I'll report back. But this one was made in 2001, and at the beginning of that movie. It gives a recap. It shows like footage, and they do this like for the uh, the second, third one as well. They reuse footage from the first movie, even though like actors that were in the original movie are played by different people in the you know various sequels. Right? They they, they reference those um, in the fourth movie at the beginning for the recap. They said uh, they recap the origin, and then toward the end of it, they say, and then there were. Uh, two sequels made for this that no one liked so this is technically <laughs> the actual sequel but it's still called like the toxic avenger part four or whatever mm-hmm. so uh it's kind of interesting to see how it wait did you watch that one out. 
I, I started it. I oh, okay, maybe gotcha, like gotcha. ten minutes into it. But uh, I'll I'll let you know how that goes. I was uh, I was curious. Oh, you're gonna finish it? Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> Look at, it's it's schlocky and uh, it's it does meander a lot. I thought parts two and three meandered a lot. I'm not a big fan of meandering, uh, which is probably surprising to people uh, based on how I uh, talk on the show. But <laughs> I, uh, I I still had fun with it overall. Uh, I, I feel like it's got a very specific feel, and I feel like. Troma kind of nails what they're going for. Uh, there's some like meta moments throughout the movies where they're like, oh yeah, we got to make another movie for this or whatever. So it's, it's just like so many ideas not executed great, but they're having fun with it. It looks right. like the acting is not good. Michael Jai white is uh, mm. like a, like a fourth build actor in mm-hmm. some of these movies. And I know what you're saying. Like, Wow spawn himself right yeah absolutely as crazy as it can be absolutely and uh i had also heard semi recently Mm -hmm. that they are making a modern toxic avenger movie with peter dinklage i was like oh shit i wonder if there's a trailer i looked it up steven it came out earlier this year oh the movie did it did yeah 2023 yeah i thought it was uh i thought it wasn't coming out until next year that's what i thought that's and I weird. I looked it up, and it's, I think it came out during, like, the the various writers and actors strike or whatever. Oh, so, so it's like people didn't hear about it. Yeah, but it was released in, I don't know, maybe, like, August or something? Wow, I had no idea. It was, yeah, September. September, okay, there we go. I didn't realize it was already out. Uh, I, I heard and about I, it because it has tons of people in it. Yes, I, I'm so curious about it, and I, was, I looked it up to see if it's streaming anywhere. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it, so wow. I, I, I've got a a, a fifth one uh at some point to to get to yeah. I, I don't know if it's a continuation or just a full reboot but i fucking love peter dinklage it says it's and, a remake on here uh i suppose okay. yeah peter dinklage is as the toxic avenger uh it's got jacob tremblay kevin bacon elijah wood is the one that i knew was also in this movie because i think he's a big fan of that original franchise and everything mm-hmm. so um yeah that's interesting though i didn't realize it had already been out i was, I was curious about it mm-hmm. i would be interested to go back and watch those movies I remember parts of them, like, growing up watching those on cable and stuff with a, a bunch of other shit I shouldn't have been watching, like you said. But um, when you said the pink tutu, my brain, like, snapped into place for a second. It was like, I was like, holy shit, I remember that. And it was like a uh, memory I'd forgotten about. So there's definitely some lingering, you know, old school memories floating around my brain that are, are trying to make connections right now. And I, I need to watch it to be able mm-hmm. to fully realize that. So Yeah, for sure. I um, There was a, a TV show... It was a cartoon, an animated series back in the day when they would take R-rated movies and like, oh, now they're kid shows. Like they did that with fucking RoboCop uh, and they did it with um, Rambo Mm -hmm. and they did it with the Toxic Avenger. (laughs) And there was a series called The Toxic Crusaders, which is what I grew up with. And I remember like watching a few episodes of it, like waiting for, you know, Ninja Turtles to come on or whatever. And uh-huh. I, I don't really remember, like, the con- the content of the show, but hmm. the version of the Toxic Avenger I that I, I associate with is in that. He's, like, green instead of, like, mm-hmm. shit brown or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in the, the actual live-action films. But that's that's what I remembered. And uh, I, I, I want to check out a couple of episodes of that. I, I believe that's also on, on Peacock as well. But, I'll have uh, to check that out, too, and see if I remember it, yeah. It's wild. It really fucking is. Um, but yeah, I, I checked the Just Watch app right now, and it says the Toxic Avenger is not 
uh, streaming anywhere. It's not uh, rentable anywhere. So that's a shame. Yeah, I really got to. Now it's all I want in life, right. you know? Right, exactly. Maybe Santa um, will provide this for me. I wanted to bring up, too, that um, Troma Studios is where James Gunn got his start. Yes. Um, there's even an article right now when I was looking it up to make sure of that. It said, from Troma to to CEO of DC Studios, James Gunn's, you know, like Wild Ride or whatever. Uh, apparently he wrote Tromeo and Juliet a more violent and sexual version of Romeo and Juliet back in 1997 uh, before he made, he wrote Scooby-Doo, the live action Scooby-Doo that came out. But so he has like a, his movie Slither is very gross. It's, it's a lot more realistically gross, um, but also absurdly gross and uh, gory and stuff. And it, you can totally get the vibes that, you know, this is where he made his, his start or whatever. And yeah. I'd heard about that only briefly. I'd have to look up more about him and stuff, but uh, essentially, yeah, it's like, you know, this, this low budget studio, but it's kind of a, a way to make money, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't have to make big budget movies. You can make low budget movies that make a little bit of money and you can still make a profit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of their idea and crank a bunch of sh- shit out. But, um, there's a certain love that people really have for it. And even I, yeah, don't, don't watch it now or anything, mm-hmm. but I definitely have fond memories of the to- toxic Avenger at least. So, yeah, it's a lot of wild swings mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it hits and sometimes that hit is just oh i kind of get what they were going for it's not 100 mm-hmm. percent successful but it wasn't trying to be you know right some of the makeup effects and it didn't cost a hundred thousand or a hundred million dollars exactly right? there's no cgi it cost a hundred thousand there's no cgi involved right. um but there are certain parts of the movie where i'm like oh wow they like kind of there you could tell there's some thought mm-hmm. behind it like at one point there's a car chase this car uh, that uh, it's like a taxi cab and the taxi cab hits underneath a, a, a passing semi trailer mm-hmm. and the top of the cab gets ripped off and you like see that you see the the hit and then you could see the taxi cab with the uh, the roof ripped off of it mm-hmm. and it's like okay they like spent some money on at least the the impact portion of it mm-hmm. maybe they just like went to a junkyard and found a a taxi Probably. cab with, with the top ripped off or whatever, but you can see like some of the stuff is planned out. And also I'm very curious as to how the movie script for the second one came out, because we've talked about this before. A movie script is essentially one page per minute, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've got 90 pages, that's roughly an hour and a half worth of movie mm-hmm. you're working with. But to have so much movie that, no, right. are, you, are, you, are you going over the original movie's runtime by about 20 minutes? You're also, you have a whole other one hour and 40 minute movie. Mm-hmm. Over the, like you shot all this shit. They went to Japan and filmed a bunch of stuff, I guess. I don't know, man. It's, just, it's crazy. It really is. I was, I'm, I'm happy I took this journey, but it, it was wild. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I would be curious to revisit that myself. Um, remind me again, did you mention this earlier? How did, why did you choose this? Um, I uh, just came across it on Peacock. I, I saw that it was mm. out there and available, just kind of like browsing through the app. Right. And uh, I was like, oh, this would, this would be good. This is something I would like to try. It's, it's right certainly on. a left field turn from kung fu panda that i watched in november oh yeah and then I, honestly just like a, a full-on um left hand turn from everything that i've watched this year but it mm-hmm. is a nice bookend to the movie that i started the year with back in january mm-hmm. which was anchor man 
which was a trilogy ah, kind of by technicality because right, right. Uh, the the second uh, movie in that, I guess, timeline, if you want to call it that, um, uh, before, like in between Anchorman 1 and Anchorman yeah. 2, there was the uh, movie that was built out of entirely like shot footage that was repurposed into like like Anchorman 1.5, essentially. Right. And that was kind of the same thing with the Toxic Adventure Part 3. Didn't so, even mean to do that, but yeah, you kind of bookended it in, a, in, a, in an interesting way. Yeah, yeah, it really worked out. It. So uh, maybe in, uh, on the next episode in January, I'll, I'll go back over everything that I had watched for. Yeah, uh, my, my, I forget uh, all of them, so I'd be curious. Yeah, I, I've been keeping a list, and uh, I, I want to go back through there and do a, a a top three and bottom three, mm-hmm. if anything, to say, uh, yeah, here's what worked, here's what didn't, and then everything else kind of fell in the middle for me. Yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be very curious for that. It was a fun thing for you to do this year. I looked forward to all of them. I would forget. You would always bring it up and randomly in an episode. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I'd get excited. I'd forget mm-hmm. you were doing it all month. And then you would uh, surprise me that you'd been watching like three things or sometimes more. Yeah. And uh, and and, you know, throw them on the show. So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one, though. I uh, <laughs> Stephen, that's not, not even to- <laughs> that's not even the wildest one uh, for me to mention. Uh, like I said, I've I've been some i've been doing some extra stuff kind of throughout the year and it's been outside of just one solitary month mm-hmm. but uh there there's certain things i'm waiting to like hit a streaming service or mm. what have you to see mm-hmm. maybe i don't have to plunk down some some money some extra money right to to watch it and uh there's a there's something i will mention on the next episode i'm going to make it a point to finish the the trilogy i've got one movie left in this uh, one okay. wild trilogy that i will mention on the next episode i'll make a point Ooh, to uh, excellent to mention that but uh something to yeah. look forward to most yeah. excellent sir mm-hmm. well um yeah i look forward to that um did you want to do our, our quick christmas mini topic as well yeah yeah before we get into the main movie hell yeah um so you had suggested this the other day and uh, we reached out to listeners and friends for um some of theirs as well but we are going to reveal our top three christmas movies on this episode and uh, yeah you came up with this idea kind of the other day uh i think it's great it's uh i like a lot of christmas movies you maybe like a few and maybe these are all three of them i'm not sure i'm very excited for that <laughs> did you want to mention our friends that 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 wrote in and everything first or do we um, say ours first? How, how yeah, do we do that? I would say let's let's say ours first. Okay. Um, do you want to go ahead and start? I feel like I've been been yeah. Fuck our friends. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. Let, let's 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 us go first, and then we'll okay. go through. Uh, I'll start. Because, yeah, that way I, I feel like. Uh, uh, or, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just it. tired of yeah. talking. Essentially, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, so uh, mine were pretty pretty fast actually. I w- I woke up this morning. I was going to think about it. I thought about it through the last few days, but um, honestly, I didn't give it like too much thought. I wasn't writing down like lists. I kind of already just honed in on the ones that I knew I liked. So, uh, and one of them I watched last night, but it won't be the one you suspect. I I, I suppose. So, mm-hmm. uh, in no particular order. I don't know if yours are in order. Uh, I mine is an ever changing list, but this year it was pretty easy to narrow it down. So my top three Christmas movies. Die Hard. Okay. The Night Before. Yes. The Holiday. Okay. okay. Wildly different movies in that. We watched The Holiday last night. 
Um, I did not watch the night before the night before this podcast, unfortunately. Uh, it's on most of the time I'm home, though, so um, I don't yeah. have to just watch it. It's just kind of constantly streaming in my mind or on my <laughs> actual TV. Yeah. But uh, Die Hard this year uh, especially has been the main Christmas movie that I've actually watched. I think it was the, one of the first ones we uh, we watched in our house. And I've been putting it on like while baking and stuff recently and just kind of watching it here and there. It's always a classic and I really like it. Um, the holiday, you know, swings wildly from that one from an action adventure movie to, um, you know, like a sweet saccharine sort of uh, Christmas movie that just really pulls on the heartstrings and uh, mm-hmm. the characters involved, the uh, the actors in that movie are, are just great. So um always love that one. It's a if I had to pick three movies that I, I couldn't watch any other Christmas movies. For the rest of my life, every Christmas season, these would be three that would get me in the mood and I would have a good time with them. So uh, and then the night before, of course, has been one of my favorites lately. Love the Mm -hmm. love the cast. Love the whole idea of it. Um, The execution is great and uh, just gets me in the Christmas mood. So Die Hard the night before and the holiday. Those are mine. This is great. It covers various genres. You know, you've got action. You've got, I guess, uh, rom-com. Right. And you've got just a straight up comedy. Yeah. Right. That's good. Solid. Well, Stephen, I'm going to join you with the night before. Ever since you brought oh. that to my attention, well, excellent. Like, this is fucking delightful. I love Hell Anthony yeah. Mackie. I love Jogo right. Rev. Cut the check. I love Seth Rogen. You know, it's great. Nathan Fielder has a cameo in there. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, fucking, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, Michael Shannon, uh, a great cast. Uh, Miley Cyrus. It's just just stacked from Tudor to Snooter. It's a it's a fun I- fun romp. Someone mentioned the other day that this they, they thought that that might be Michael Shannon's best role. And I was like, yeah, it might be. He's great in everything he's in, but it's True. one of my very favorites of his, at least. If yeah. he's, he's so fucking good in it. So, yeah. You know what? Uh, for a long time, look, I know this is going to sound racist, but stick with me. For a long time, all of my favorite actors were like people of color. I'm like, I don't think I... I don't think I <laughs> love any white actors. That's kind of fucked yeah. up. I, I really had That's to like... I, I had to like look inward to be like what's wrong with me like mm-hmm. is it right am i doing this on purpose or whatever and then uh, over time i was like oh no 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 i just don't think about it as often like i love melissa mccarthy i fucking love michael shannon i love peter dinklage i'm like okay cool i like, you like, I, like white, I like white people okay it's fine <laughs> it's not a, not a big deal i just did, had not been observant enough to uh right. to acknowledge that uh rdj as well you know there you go great. um so the night before i will say uh, the topic of today, which is Gremlins, which mm-hmm. we'll uh, expound upon later on. And then um, the Muppets Christmas Carol, I would put up there. I never revisit- seen it. Never seen it. I know. Wow. Wow. Dude, Perhaps wait, wait, wait. As, a, as a child. Okay. Why? Why you say wait? Do, do, you, do you fuck with the Muppets at all? Oh, I fuck with the Muppets, of course. Oh, okay, cool. My, my wife yeah. hates the Muppets. What? I know, I know. Man, that's not surprising, but what? <laughs> I know, yeah. On both parts, yes, uh, very true. But uh, I'm like, man, I fucking love the Muppets. I, I, I just, don't think I've wait. ever seen the original <laughs> Muppets movie, but uh, uh-huh. Christmas Carol is uh, from my youth, and uh, rewatched it last year, enjoyed it. I just imagine yeah. your wife being mm-hmm. like, I don't know, they don't look realistic. It's just like... <laughs> Just like not understanding the whole concept of what they yeah. are in general. I can see that. Just be yeah. like, 
I've always mm. understood that they're not real, and it's like, yeah, we know that, but yeah, but they are, and like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, I yeah, I fuck with the Muppets. I was I watched the Muppet Babies, the cartoon growing yes. up. Yes, yeah, I love that show. And then um, the Muppets, the 2011, I think movie with Jason Segel that he mm-hmm. wrote. Um, I like that one a lot. So uh, I don't remember the original movie. I feel yeah. like I've probably seen the Muppet Christmas Carol growing mm-hmm. up. I don't remember it. They have a like a Muppet Treasure Island or something too. Oh yeah, they've got a, a number of those. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Um, I have heard uh, people mention this year specifically that Michael Caine's Scrooge is one of the best Scrooge characters. So I'm I'm I was actually going to suggest this year we might watch it, but if we don't get mm-hmm. to it, maybe that's a maybe that's one for next December we could exactly. Do. Let's yeah. put a pin in that one because it's Hell a yeah. it's a certified banger. There's one on a version of this on Disney Plus that's like an expanded version. Oh yeah, and it, and it adds one scene and it's um i don't Full know it's not, not <laughs> yeah <laughs> rack a rack there's a uh he just squeezes that rubber chicken so hard his eyes bolt uh there yeah it's a, a scene that you can see why it was taken out of the movie it kind of slows down the pace of it and it's just mm. like two human characters like singing to each other and it's like hey, right. let's get fucking back to the Muppets so I would say that version is skippable but you can watch that scene separately they offer that on Disney Plus or at least they did mm-hmm. last year when I, I uh, watched this stuff but uh, right, right. The, the OG Muppets Christmas Carol fucking Good solid choice. and then uh, yeah so that's that's my three the night before Gremlins and then the Muppets Christmas Carol I purposely left out like any type of action um tinged christmas movie because it could have been mm-hmm. like die hard it could have been iron man 3 just like where oh, christmas yeah. is like around the fringes of it uh-huh. and i thought you know what let me for me i right. felt like it was important for me christmas to, yeah just to yeah, stay smart. true to that as a uh um honorable mention on my part i will mm-hmm. add uh klaus uh from netflix oh, yeah. the animated you movie. liked that one right mm-hmm. it was fucking the animation was fucking spectacular and it was much more heartfelt and funny and just like mm-hmm. overall written well than i expected it to be right i thought it was gonna be like okay but i was i was very fucking impressed with it i would love to uh do that one next year if possible I, yeah i, I have too, a feeling because i still haven't watched it oh it's so fucking good it really i started is. it and i didn't like it oh so. my god yeah, but then not just you, everybody. I hear about that movie all the time online, uh, especially as like a modern Christmas movie. They're like, yeah. man, it's so fucking good. So I think I, I don't know. I was like right when it came out, it was years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe I wasn't in the mood for it. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I haven't given it a shot since, so I, I, I should. This is this is good. It is good. Uh, I'm going to try to convince my wife to watch it. If mm-hmm. not later today, then maybe tomorrow for uh, for Christmas at some point. Yeah, right it's just It just really is fucking good. Um, so let's let's jump over to our listeners our pal Dave Roberts from the UK, he had Winston. commented, Winston himself, uh, smoke him if you got him. We uh, had mentioned in the last episode to put in the comments if mm-hmm. uh, if you have a top three Christmas movies, and yeah. he did that very thing. He said, thank you, Dave. That, uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, he said, Santa Claus the movie, none of this Tim Allen bollocks. I'm talking about John Lithgow and Dudley Moore's seemingly masterpiece it's also fun to watch because Mrs. Claus is played by Judy Cornwell from British hmm. sitcom classic Keeping Up Appearances. Hmm. So I didn't know her. I know that the Santa in that movie is Lebowski from The Big Lebowski. 
He's oh. Mr. Lebowski, and he is the, the jolliest fucking Santa. I love this movie. I, I, when you were talking about that, I, I pulled up on screen the VHS copy that I have in front of me. That's why uh, that is sitting on my desk and has been this entire month. This is an original 1990 version of that 1985 classic movie, Santa Claus the movie. Hell yeah, good job. I have never seen it. I didn't even know about it until like maybe a few years ago. I think you had mentioned it. I was like, right, what? probably did. Add it to the list next year, man. This, Add it to I would the love list. to show you this wildness. Uh, John Lithgow is like a crazy businessman who, uh, who wants to like take over the world sort of thing. Um, it has some really cool version. It has a really cool version of the Santa Claus mythos and the elves and everything. And uh, the fact that it's like Santa Claus Cole in the movie is fantastic. Um, I've heard recently, though, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was John Lithgow. I think it was him or Dudley Moore. Uh, had a quote about this movie or whatever. They're like, it's huge in England. And he, they don't know why, but they're like, more than any other movie, I think it was John Lithgow, more than any movie like he's ever recognized for, it's Santa Claus the movie over there. Really? And oh. I thought that was wild, because it's a really, it's not really well known, but uh, it has some really cool shit in it and some really weird shit. I think this would be a good one for us to, to review. Yeah. Perfect. Good call. Good call, Dave. I wonder I if we were friends it, for a reason. Exactly. I wonder if... Uh, that one is like that movie overall is just much more prevalent in England than it is here. Cause I don't, I don't feel like I've ever come across it on TV. When I originally heard, again, I think it was from you that there was a movie called Santa Claus, the movie. My brain went to miracle on 34th street. Mm-hmm. Um, where fucking, uh, homeboy from Jurassic park was right. Santa Claus. Right. I was like, Oh, I like I was conflating them. But uh, yeah, I have I have no idea beyond that. I would love to make that a, a sequel to Jurassic Park, where Hammond has has lost his mind and his money at the end of that at the end of that fiasco, and then he's he's like, no, I still want to enjoy like giving gifts to children. So I'm Santa Claus now. I'm definitely Santa Claus. I'm a real real guy. Yeah, like connect that man. I like it. at the end of the movie, he gives the child like the perfect gift, and the kid's like, oh, thank you, Santa. He's like. I'd spare no expense. Right. And you're like, huh, he said it. He did it. He did the thing. It's great. Um, I'm, I'm going to skip Dave's two. I'm going to go right to three. Um, he said mm. home alone. You can't mm-hmm. beat it. It's an all time great Christmas movie. And, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I feel like yeah. this comes up on most people's list. Right. Uh, it could have been on mine as well. Uh, okay. the classic movie, the, the music in general, that music can get me in the mood for Christmas, just hearing that score. Mm. And um, it's John Williams. It's perfect. And, uh, yeah, the whole vibe of it. Um, in particular, it's it's got some weird, quirky things, too. And I love uh, Catherine O'Hara, the mom. Oh, and that's great. She used to be in a, a comedy troupe with John Candy and uh, a bunch of other awesome people like Eugene Levy and stuff. And uh, when they get into their banter in the, the van mm-hmm. with uh, about, like, John Candy like losing his kid in a funeral parlor and all this stuff, whatever. Like, it's so funny. It's like classic them. I, I I love that they get back together for that movie. So it's got a lot of stuff going for it, man. Yeah. And the writer of Gremlins, Chris Columbus, made Home Alone. So wow, and he founded America. That's incredible. Exactly. What a career. He's he's ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I I understand that people love Home Alone. I am like burnt to a crisp on it. I feel like I've just seen it way mm. too many times. Right. And my wife loves watching it every year. And it's like hocus pocus for me where I'm just like, ah, uh, yeah, I just, just got to get through. It's her this. fault. It, it basically is. Um, I mean, yeah. If I, you see it around a lot, which it is, then yeah, yeah I totally get that. 
Um, but yeah, it's still a, it's still a staple in my house. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I I appreciate the movie on an intellectual level. Mm-hmm. I've heard people call it a perfect movie. Oh wow. Like, okay. I mean, like I guess structurally <laughs> speaking, the way that the the movie um, establishes certain things mm-hmm. at the beginning of it and it pays off toward the end. Right. Um, that's yeah. So for Dave's third pick, which is actually number two, I say this mm-hmm. for the end because he says his third overall favorite Christmas movie is Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Oh, my he says, goodness. He says, I'm also a big Gremlins fan, but for me, the sequel is the film I keep coming back to. Christopher mm-hmm. Lee's Mad Scientist and the various types of Gremlin that result from his work are the things that puts this one ahead uh, from his predecessor. Right. And I'm like, look, solid argument to be made here. Mm-hmm. However, I, is Gremlins 2 a Christmas movie? Does it take place at Christmas? I don't even know. I haven't seen it in so long. Okay. That I don't remember all the details of it. I remember like flashes of memories, but uh, yeah, I'm not even sure. Okay. We'll put a pin in this and then uh, maybe we'll come back to it and mm-hmm. and have that full knowledge. But yeah, that's uh, that's Dave's top three. So uh, Santa Claus, the movie, Home Alone, and then uh, Gremlins 2. And then I want to mention our friend Allison. She said that- Indeed. Um, much like a lot of people, like you said yourself, uh, it changes constantly, kind of rotates year per year, sometimes day to day, I guess. Right. But she said um, for this year only, her top three are Home Alone, which we've mm-hmm. mentioned, The Holiday, and then Die Hard, both of which you yep. mentioned. So Right. It's, all it's right a there. solid list. I mean, all three of those are great. Mm-hmm. She said it changes constantly, uh, honorable mentions abound. Uh, including the old claymation Rudolph. Yes. I like the old claymation stuff. I don't watch them very often anymore, mm. but I, I grew up on those like most people. So, the Rankin uh, Bass. Yeah, mm. I, I dig those. But um, yeah, it's a solid list. And I, I agree. It's like it changes every year. So I um, I have such fucking nostalgia and nostalgia based love for the fucking Bumble. Oh, my God. I the I Bumble? swore to myself. Steve, you don't know about the Bumble. I don't know what the Bumble is. Bumble's back. Is that like Grinder? <laughs> yes, for Yetis. Uh, so in in uh, the Rudolph movie, Yukon uh-huh. Jack, the uh, the person that uh, uh, is out there, like telling his dogs to march. Um, right. He comes across Rudolph and everything. Uh, they come across an abominable snowman. abominable snowman and Mm -hmm. uh he calls it a a bumble because he he can't talk good i don't remember he called the bumble i remember it as the abominable snowman yeah okay yeah Mm -hmm. it's white and blue all that stuff and we were out we came across christmas decorations yesterday like those inflatable blow-ups or whatever right and my wife pointed out a fucking bumble i was like oh shit we about to have a bumble next year i don't know you'll see We'll right. see. We'll see how it goes. But I always told myself there could be a legitimate club hit, you know, like a dance rave hit. If somebody mm-hmm. just sampled Bumble's Bounce and you just like put a club <laughs> beat behind it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It could happen. All right. And then um, so your lovely wife, Amanda. Indeed. Also commented on this. This is not a rule like follower, a, this one. A, no, not a rule follower. Mm. And, um, you know. As, as somebody who's like trying to, you know, get the, the show put together and everything, I'm like, why you do this? You know, I said three. Look, it's She's the Whitmores. It. They reject our our rules, just oh, like uh, her brother, you're, Josh. You're right. With the yeah, with the uh, the cookie off. 
with yeah. uh, Oreos versus Chips Ahoy. He's like, why not both? And it's like, that's that's the rules. That's a false no, they premise. Don't you know, yeah. every premise is false, you know? Yeah. Unless the Lord made it, you know? Carl, bless us, everyone, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, even more shocking is that he, your brother-in-law, is married to the head of Big Podcast. Right. The head of our network. Like, but he doesn't follow the rules of Big Podcast. Like that, I know. What the fuck? Wild. Shout out to Sarah, you know, just doing the best she can with what she's got. I know. That's, she's that's she's trying her best. Um, do you want to go through Amanda's list of, uh, let me yes. see, one, two, three, four, and five? Wow, she's got five movies yeah, here. Yeah, I know. She's, okay. She said three or two few. Here are my top five. Uh, and she also might swap them out if you asked her in any given day. So okay. uh, like me, she had the holiday, which when she was writing that list, we were watching the holiday. So of course it's going on there, but it's an all-time classic in our house. So okay. definitely there. It's a Wonderful Life. That's a movie that I only mm-hmm. discovered with the the Whitmore clan whenever I got together with Amanda. I'd never seen that movie except for it shows up in other movies. Yeah. Uh, like Christmas Vacation, I know that it's in. It's like the every time a, a bell rings, an angel gets its mm-hmm. wings. I always heard that line. Never knew what it's from. Uh, super. It's a sad movie, but it's a happy movie. And I've grown to love it with all my heart. It's such a lovely, lovely movie. Stephen, uh, I, I do have to um, say as a brown person, uh, whenever you say uh, Whitmore clan, can, can, yeah. you, can you expound upon that? I, I yeah, need, it's like where I they need... put sheets on and they okay. ride around on horses. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> is there a grand dragon involved is what I'm trying to get at. Only in Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. All right. Because Josh plays. But other than uh, that, right. no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the the next one she had on the list was The Family Stone. That's another classic in our household. Oh, um, I don't think I know like a 2005 movie. It has a stacked fucking cast, man. Uh, just look it up. It's got uh, Diane Keaton, uh, Coach from Coach. Um, I can't remember okay. his name right now. Uh, it's got Claire Danes, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, one of the Wilson brothers. I think Luke, Luke Wilson. Oh, I was going to say the volleyball. Yes, it's got uh, yeah. his. Yeah, I don't know any of their names, though. Oh, Wilson. Jebediah. Oh, like individual names. And Teeter. <laughs> Wilson. Teeter Wilson. <laughs> um, it's a good movie. It's a sad movie. It's a it's about a family coming back together for Christmas. So they're all kind of spread out around. the. Oh, Rachel McAdams, isn't it? Um, they're all spread out around the country. They come back for Christmas. Um, they uh, they get in some hijinks and uh, and it's a good time. I, I didn't like it at all when it first came out. But uh, after giving it like literally like 10 years or something, we watched it again. and we were like, oh, my God, this movie is amazing. It really grew on us. Great Christmas feel um, like big house, snowy type of type of thing. It is weird that Emma Stone isn't in it, like the family yeah. stone. Like the problem okay. is, it'd be a little too on the nose. I think hmm. it'd be a little too Rudolph. Okay, yeah. well, all right. right. And there's so. not a single Flintstone actor in this movie either. That's no, fucked up. not a one. John, John Goodman, Goodman didn't show up. I know. Fucking Rick Moranis, not there. Dino, nope. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I would love no. if there was a scene in uh, the Family Stone. Where somebody's like in the the kitchen, like washing dishes or whatever, and uh, turn on the garbage disposal doesn't work. They open up the cabinet underneath, fucking <laughs> little dinosaur, and they're like, "It's a living," with like no other context. Just, yeah, it's just like, oh, there we go. Wow, they it, it cost forty thousand or, or forty million dollars to put that CGI dinosaur oh, down yeah. there. It's just like it's quick, important. It's yeah. important scene. Yeah, thirty two seconds of screen time. There you go. They could have learned some from trauma. They would have done it for like yeah. 10 bucks, man. <laughs> yeah. Just done and get, done. Get fucking puppet. Um, Die Hard uh, yeah. uh, as well. Obviously, that's a, that's a big one in our house. And then Elf, 
which uh, is the surprise in this list for me because we haven't even watched that this year. But uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. a classic for us. That's has such great it has some of the claymation stuff mm-hmm. in it, you know. Uh, but it's got a, a good heart, a great Will Ferrell movie. So um, yeah, we need to watch that one to get us in the mood. So we'll see. Two quick notes. Uh, Die Hard. I do like that. I did get to a point where we had watched it like on Christmas Day three years in a row and i was like all right i gotta take a break from this it's just, i yeah. feel like i'm watching this out of obligation instead of out of oh my joy, goodness you know so, yeah it should be um, out of joy all the time yeah um but i do want to go back and actually rewatch all the the diehard movies at some point so mm-hmm. i'm sure i'll get back to it eventually elf also burnt to a crisp on like i yeah i, get I imagine people your like face it, said that again i mm-hmm. love peter dinklage i love john favreau mm-hmm. um I, I i like will ferrell most of the time I think, but, um, I don't know. I'm just, uh, again, I'm just burnt out on it. It's, it's very like, uh, saturated, uh, color wise, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, maybe I'll come around on it, but I, as it stands, like for about 10 years running, I'm just like, Oh God, if I go to my, my parents house on, uh, on Christmas day, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. whatever, my dad's going to throw it on. Cause he's seen it before and he's comfortable with it. That's, that's what it is you know does your wife watch it a lot too is that probably why you burn out on it she fucking hates elf so i am showing oh. wild amounts of, of mercy there oh but, well i'm really confused then like why do you where besides the occasional go into your in your family's house for christmas where do you even see it uh it's that it's on tv just uh, around all the time it's 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 ever present i feel gotcha yes. gotcha uh, one year wow. for for Christmas at my wife's previous employer, uh, they had uh, you know the the workspace like gift exchange or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I had bought my wife a bunch of like Funko Pops so she could have them around mm-hmm. her desk or whatever, just like stuff that she enjoyed. And uh, one year for her Secret Santa gift, uh, she opened it up and it was a Buddy the Elf Funko Pop mm-hmm. and the lady came by her office later she's like oh yeah i saw you liked funko pops and everybody loves elf. <laughs> so I thought, this is a slam dunk and she was like no oh, thanks, thanks. exactly what i wanted so, my favorite yeah so she mm-hmm. like put it up out of obligation and then uh right yeah since she left that employer it was just in a drawer somewhere it's great she so. uh she left that employer and like walks by that lady's desk and just tosses in the trash on her way out <laughs> yeah yeah sets it on fire <laughs> shows are a true feelings right at the end oh, but uh sure. yeah these are these were good lists uh, a lot of the a lot of repeating movies but um you know some of the a lot of the christmas movies are are that way so um you know people gravitate towards them for a reason and some people uh just don't like elf and that's fine too it is what it is you know yep our pal liz wilson just mm-hmm. chimed in with her christmas <gasps> top three. Oh my god perfect number one national lampoon's christmas vacation that should have been my list. That's a great one. Again, it's an old classic. Time, you grew know? up with it. Yeah, yeah right. a lot of classics. Uh, two, it's a wonderful life. There you go. So very classic. Yeah, black and white classic. And then number three, Evergreen, Home Alone. Home Alone's a big one this year. I'm telling see? you, I'm telling you, people yeah. love it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So shout out to uh, to everyone who gave us their top three. Indeed, thank and you, then, all. Uh, listeners. Uh, yeah, if you want, go ahead and throw your top three at the the comment section of this Instagram post, and we'll uh, just for funsies. Yeah, just for fun. But um, yeah, did you want to get to our main topic? I believe so. Let's get to it. Most excellent. Gremlins. 
This is so wild. I was oh my god, I love it so much. Last night, yeah, and uh, like I actually sought score. out the score to uh-huh. listen to it just by itself outside of the movie. And it sounds like a keyboard that has a wah wah pedal hooked up to it or some shit. I thought it was a keyboard in the voice of Gremlins. It sounds oh. like Gremlins to me. Yeah, I kind of get that. Like they're like wah 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 wah. In, in later know? in the movie, uh, when like there's a bunch of actual like Gremlins. They sing their own theme song And I'm like yeah. Sure fuck it Why not That's what I'm saying Yeah these, exactly I've been watching these Fucking trauma movies Sure I don't care Right <laughs> Let it happen Why not Doesn't matter to me <laughs> Yeah so this is a Gremlins 1984 movie uh, Directed by Joe Dante Written by Chris Columbus He of Home Alone Fame And um, Yeah Joe Dante Is a I'm a huge fan of his uh, This movie had A similar feeling To one of my Very favorite movies uh, My wife's and I's uh, The Burbs From 1989 Oh, so yeah. if you if you like Gremlins, I would definitely check out The Burbs. Um, produced by Steven Spielberg with um, uh, got his like typical producing team of Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy. And uh, yeah, it's a fucking classic, you know, Spielbergian 80s sort of vibe to it. So mm-hmm. uh, I've always loved this movie. And um, in this soundtrack, man, Jerry Goldsmith did this. Uh, I think he also did The Burbs that has some some moments like that too. They're both like horror comedies. Joe Dante is really good at that type of thing. So I noticed with this, it has this like synth flavor to it, right? And that's mm-hmm. that, that was around in the the eighties for sure. If you go back and listen to pop music from the eighties, that was that was just part of the landscape. Right. But I wonder if it evolved to this from John Carpenter's Halloween from yeah. 78 you know where it's like mm-hmm. okay we can see how the the sound of a synthesizer can be creepy and i don't I, I, it's just interesting to think about how that evolved to where they're like okay we're just gonna do this we could have an orchestra fuck that we're gonna do this they're like we perfected it yeah exactly right <laughs> we perfected the sound it sounds exactly like a real orchestra right it's a it's an 80s vibe for sure like mm-hmm. that the synth music and stuff and uh it's one of the reasons i like a lot of these movies from that era so yeah, it's this good one, this one's no exception good times um i was gonna run through the uh cast list real quick sure so uh the main character billy is played by zach galligan uh, Kate is Phoebe Cates. Oh my goodness. I had such a crush on her uh, from the 80s. And uh, this is one of the reasons why this movie. And it, you know what it is? It's because mm-hmm. I like my ladies modest. And the first time you see her, she's wearing a turtleneck dress sort of looking fucking thing. And it looks really silly. And uh, like she basically looks like old timey. It looks like she stepped out of one of those like 10 photographs. You know? <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you notice that? And when she's at the bank, it's I like frilly she- up to her neck. Yeah, at first when she popped on screen, and I've seen this movie before, but it's uh, been a minute, and mm-hmm. I thought she had like short hair, like a like a bob cut. Oh then yeah. Later she has um, long hair, so I guess she maybe had it pulled up? back or whatever. Yeah, I think maybe. I don't. I don't fucking know. Is the it's, continuity that bad? We just never noticed because there's like little creatures running around. Stephen, there's something in this movie that I should have noticed for mm-hmm. sure. I've seen this movie many many times i right. don't watch it every year because again I, i'm trying not to get burnt out on it but mm-hmm. there's something that stood out to me to where i was like i of all people should have noticed this and i just noticed it last night and i made a note for it so we'll we'll oh, get perfect. to that but but uh one thing i want to say about phoebe cates is uh uh her name is phoebe cates her character's name is kate and i'm like come on guys did we even try what are we doing <laughs> what if her name was kate phoebe's kate- <laughs> <laughs> like come on guys you're not yeah. even not even worse. Should be worse. All right. 
Yeah. Uh, there's some other people in the cast. Uh, I don't know most of them except for Judge Reinhold plays uh, Gerald at the bank. Um, he's a brief character. Um, and then Dick Miller plays the the, the racist neighbor, essentially, uh, mm-hmm. Murray. And uh, he, damn foreign, foreigners and their cars and they're sending gremlins over here and stuff. Uh, yeah. But Dick, Dick Miller is a classic um, not classy. He's like a cult actor who shows up at a lot of Joe Dante's stuff. Mm-hmm. He shows up in the Burbs and uh, a lot of other great stuff. And he's uh, kind of a yeah a staple of the '80s for me, for sure. And uh, look, listeners, uh, if you haven't seen Gremlins before, what are you doing? How'd you make it this far in your life? Yeah, and you've never seen Gremlins before. It's uh, it's crazy. But spoilers from here on out. Um, so yeah, when uh, when uh, uh, Dick Miller, uh, I know he shows up in the next movie. But in this right. movie, it's like he gets got. And I was like, oh, shit. I guess in my brain, he like shows, uh-huh. shows up later. I thought um, he was the same character in, the se- in part two. Uh, we, we found out through this, Amanda had not seen either of these. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so she was like, I want that fucking guy to die. And she was so excited when he when he was about to bite it. And I was like, well, I think he he must come and help them. Because I, in my head, I didn't want to spoil it for her. But I was like, he comes back in part two. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, she was really happy when he met his demise, essentially. I was shocked upon this rewatch to f- discover he was like, he would definitely have like a MAGA hat, you know, at this point. <laughs> oh, for sure. Because, because my <laughs> memory of him is, I guess, primarily from Gremlins too, where he's like a nice guy. He's helpful. That's what I thought. And, yeah. uh, but I, yeah, all the, I guess from being young, none of the, the the stuff about like uh, uh, uh non-american made uh right. cars and 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 electronics stuck with me because like i don't care i don't know where anything's from so fuck it i never yeah i i never noticed that it also feels like kind of an 80s thing yeah. like you know like 16 candles and you watch it and you look back and you're like oh wow that's like a pretty racist movie but uh it you know at the time it just felt like i don't know it just felt like the 80s i don't know yeah it was just uh, guys it was just around hopefully and then uh, right. you know, look steven uh brent hasn't seen uh i've never seen 16 candles at this point there's not really a reason to um you know i don't know it's uh it's one of those movies i still i still hold in my memory mm-hmm. pretty pretty dearly but uh like like a lot of john hughes stuff but um yeah you know it's of it's of its era let's say that i was gonna say i I bought The Breakfast Club on iTunes like mm-hmm. two years ago or something. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, going to yeah. buy this so I watch it because there's just something about... The- Look, I'll be honest with you. Because of the first Pitch Perfect movie, the mm. uh, uh, Don't You Forget About Me, that that song, right. Right. the way it's performed in Pitch Perfect has reflected back on <laughs> The Breakfast Club to me. And I'm uh, like, I just want to see that moment. I just got to... I want to see right. it. And I know it's you have to sit through the entire movie to uh, to get to it, but like... I don't know. John Hughes, I feel like, is a uh, potentially a, a large blind spot for me. So I want to check out oh, some yeah. of his, uh, his movies as Big an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, the last of the actors I want to mention was uh, little Corey Feldman is in this movie. Yes, yeah. I believe this is the same year. If I remember right, this is like the same year. It's right around the time that uh, he was in Nightmare, not Nightmare on uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Oh. So he's kind of in that era um mm. Corey feldman also staple of the 80s also in the burbs that i mentioned he was the voice uh, of donatello in uh, the 90s turts movie you know 
He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, and I love it. And then um, for voices, you might know some more of the names than I did. I looked some of them up, and they popped up with, like, Bugs Bunny and a bunch of people. Hmm. Uh, Frank Welker was Stripe. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he was, uh, like, a, an old voice actor. Howie hmm. Mandel does a lot of the gizmo voices. Yeah. Um, there's also some uncredited ones from Brad Keston. Uh, Michael Winslow from Police Academy did some Hell voices yeah. for this. That's hmm. fucking awesome. Uh, and then some I didn't really... Uh, Don Steele um, was one, and Marvin Miller. Don Steele, I think, was... a. Uh, like a, one of the movie trailer guys, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. He looked uh, his his name sounded familiar, but um, he was like a radio disc jockey, I guess, is what it's showing on here. But um, yeah, so uh, that's, that's most of the people that I knew on there. Did you mention Hoyt Axton? I have not yet. Okay, that's the dad. Yeah, I, I want to I want to mention him specifically because mm-hmm. uh, I looked this guy up later on because like he he passed in 1999. I was curious about like what mm. all he did. Uh, to my surprise, I'm sure other people knew this, but uh, he was a singer songwriter, and he wrote I some songs. I only found that out recently. Yeah, yeah, he wrote some songs for like Johnny Cash and and some other things. Uh, I I only knew him as the dad from this movie, but uh, also to my surprise, just by pure coincidence, I came across this last night. He's from Oklahoma, so totally shout out, cool, man! Shout out to Hoyt. I don't know what kind of name Hoyt is. It sounds like yeah, someone mispronounced. Like they asked the woman, like, how was it at Childbirth, and she's like, it Hoyt. It's like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Gives me an idea. <laughs> yeah, it says that uh, he wrote, um, God, what is Heartbreak Hotel? He co wrote yeah. for, uh, for Presley, Evels Presley, and mm-hmm. then Never Been to Spain, uh, Never Been to Spain, which is, uh, I know, is a Three Dog Night song, but it's it says covered by Three Dog Night, uh, and it's one oh. of his. So, and then Joy to the World, also a Three Dog Night hit. So, uh, I had no idea, those are great songs. Um, but yeah, I didn't know anything about this in Oklahoma Boy as well. So yeah, I guess you're Hoyt. Absolutely. Hoyt, and then they name him Rand in the Wait, movie. What? Just, his, his name, name is Rand. Rand. In this movie? And he Rand. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't notice that? <laughs> no. I didn't know yeah. his name. Yeah. Randall. It's short for Randall, it shows on here. Yeah. But uh yeah, his name is his Rand. Uh Peltzer. I love that too. I yeah. love this dad because um my dad's sort of uh, not like an inventor like this guy is. He doesn't like hawk stuff like this guy tries sure. or whatever, but he just has like a good like 80s dad vibe to me. Uh, even though eventually he basically abandons the family, doesn't help him at all throughout this stuff. The mom <laughs> is like a super badass. Yeah. The dad doesn't really help, but uh, he just has like this, you know, lovable teddy bear kind of quality to him. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I like that dad. So yeah, he was a, uh, it was solid. I, I didn't, again, like I, watching this through the lens of like, oh, I need to make notes to discuss this on the podcast mm-hmm. i yeah he really is out of town brings home a present for his kid drops it off and then pieces back out like right. he's, he's during christmas yeah this is right. his his season of working or whatever so uh he's out there he's got a bunch of inventions he's got the bathroom mm-hmm. buddy he's got a fucking a juicer he's got all kinds of shit nothing the, works the egg breaker it all fucking oh, sucks it, everything sucks i don't know you how know, they have a roof yeah. over their heads. It's so sweet, though, because the mom in particular, but but the son as well, they, even when the dad's not around, they're trying to use his machines, like, constantly. They, they're so, like, this time it'll work. Like, they're so, yeah. it's really lovely to see them support him like that, you know? You know, when I was watching the uh, the Toxic Avengers movies, I was like, these movies don't need to be this long. There's a lot of stuff that could be cut out of this. Like, um, there, there's certain scenes where, the toxic avengers like sitting on the toilet reading or whatever it's these mm. long shot like it's a, a minute and a half of the 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 hero character just sitting on the toilet and it's like you 
if you wanted to put this in there, it could be just like, I don't know, 10 seconds max or whatever. Right. But they, they chose to use this whole thing. For Gremlins, all these extra bits of like Billy using the juicer and then it like it exploding on him, it just like adds to the movie mm-hmm. somehow. Even I love it. It doesn't add to the narrative overall. It's just right. like, oh yeah, it just kind of reinforces some of this shit doesn't doesn't work properly. And I know that later on the, the Gremlins like, uh, or they're used to kill some of the gremlins but right so it does uh, have a plot point yeah uh, yeah a little bit but uh it's just the the extra time that's taken to be like oh yeah this shit sucks he's bad at this i like it right yeah it works yeah um yeah and uh so he you know for the for the main story obviously everybody should know this this movie basically but uh yeah he goes to he's like in hong kong he goes to uh this old man's shop he's brought there by this little kid wants to buy uh uh whatever he's trying to hawk his own shit there too and then uh the he hears the mogwai like singing or making noises or whatever and then uh he gets with the boy because the guy won't sell it to him he says it's too dangerous he can't have it but the boy sells it to him and he makes the money goes home and gives his kid an untested animal he just got somewhere mm-hmm. to market of course that's great and yeah. uh and then hijinks ensue of course yeah. so and that's how the coronavirus happens so it's, <laughs> right. uh, it's fucked up honestly <laughs> really is Gizmo was made in the lab. Started in 1984. Yep. Um, COVID-84. <laughs> Coming up on the, the 40-year anniversary of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my wife noticed something. She wanted me to mention this on the show, even though she wasn't okay. going to listen to this. Uh, she noticed that the dad offered $200 for Gizmo, and she was like, oh, wait, hold on. She got very excited about something, so we like paused <laughs> it. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. She's like, in today's money, that's about $600. I was like... Okay. All right. Sure. All right. I love those little details, though. I like to know how much that is now. I was just excited that she uh, was invested at that point. There you, you go. Know? Indeed. Pun kind of intended, but uh, indeed, yeah. So six hundred dollars. I mean, like that's a big chunk of change for a that struggling is. inventor to right. plunk down for this unknown creature. <laughs> right. May not even survive the flight or the 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 travel back. Mm-hmm. Um, did did it take place in? Hong Kong? I thought it was like just in a, a Chinatown of some sort. I thought it was too. And here's the thing. Um, I'm going to reveal this now because I, I, I'm going to confuse myself slightly because I was so excited after watching this movie and I really loved it. And then I, I went online. I was reading Wikipedia about it and how it was made and um, how it uh, – we'll talk a little bit later on too about how it changed the rating system in the like the, in the world. Um, uh, kind of like leading to a PG-13 and everything. And uh, then I heard that the original script by Chris Columbus was a lot darker and a lot more people got killed, like the mom got killed. And so I read the script last night. Wow. And it was a second draft, so it was before a lot of the changes. And yeah, the... There, there are some definite changes um, in ages, um, like it's Corey Feldman, instead of like a little boy, it's like a 16 year old neighbor who's uh, friends with him. Ninja and stuff. OK, All yes. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't I, I took this kid to be like he's living at home. I took him maybe like 19, like maybe just out of high school, like yeah. the main guy uh, in the script. He's like 26. And then oh. his girlfriend at the bank is uh, like 25. Um the Judge Reinhold character, the other guy at the bank that likes Phoebe Cates, mm-hmm. um, he has a bigger role. He's like with them throughout the entire adventure, oh. and he's a he's a dick. He like leaves them high and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to get with Phoebe Cates all the time, but uh, you know they're kind of fight. he was like a high school bully and all this stuff. So their their neighbor is like sixteen. Uh, he uh, is a caroler at one point and gets dragged away and murdered. 
no. behind the carolers and they can't hear him screaming because they're singing Christmas. They're singing like joy to the world or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, the mom, apparently in one version, not the version I read, apparently, uh, the kid that Peter or whatever comes home and uh, whatever his name is, Billy comes Billy, home yeah. and uh, the mom's head is like thrown down the stairs at Holy him. Shit. But in the version I read, she's in the she goes in the attic. They put him in the attic to hide to like lock them in and then they get out and she goes up there and they they're hungry. So they they eat her. Uh, the gremlins also eat his dog in that Aww. version, which is not cool. Uh, but I wanted to read this version. Yeah. So in that one, they it is in Hong Kong straight up um they also have a novelization that i didn't read obviously i didn't have time for that but in that one there's a prologue that was in apparently cut out of the movie and they make the dad do like a he becomes the narrator of the story um they they cut some stuff out but in the novel uh the mugwai were invented uh by a scientist on a foreign world an alien planet and then he realized mm. that they were unstable and they would turn into these devilish creatures and they cast them out of the world or they got away somehow and they ended up on Earth. So in the novelization, they are straight up aliens, oh. alien creatures. But uh, we never get like a history of them. And it's kind of nice not to really know that. So yeah. uh, all that to say, some of those, some of the fun stuff I read in the, in the script. But uh, I might have a, a few details mixed up because of that. OK. Um, OK. Uh, but yeah, it, it was interesting because I'd never I'd never read that stuff, but it's way more violent and uh, almost everybody dies. Wow. That's that's yeah. wild. Um, two quick things. Uh, you had mentioned the dog. Um, yeah. I want to say the dog's name is Barney. Played by Mushroom. I love, I fucking love when <laughs> they give animals credits. And yeah. I love when, like, the dog just has, like, a crazy name like that. Right. And then, uh, two, the, um, there hasn't been a third Gremlins movie yet, but mm-hmm. I saw that there's an animated series on Max. That's right. Uh, it's Gremlins, uh, something about the Secrets origins of the, the Mogwai. There we go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like guess that. it, uh, dates back to, um, Chinese ancestry. Or mm-hmm. something like that. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard that I was wondering, it's, uh, yeah. it's it's pretty good. So, um, and they've talked about a third movie lately, like the last like five years. They've talked about like Joe Dante wanted to make another one, and Chris Columbus apparently wrote a draft. They they don't want to use CGI. They want to use puppets again. Like that would be really rad. But um, also after Gremlins two. Either you either really excited for a Gremlins three or you're not. I don't know. Uh, I'd be excited for a new Gremlins all the time. So yeah, uh, you were talking about the dog, so I wanted to go to that really quick. Uh, there's a moment yeah. where the dog is a mushroom is uh, entangled in the lights. Yeah, uh, hung up outside the house. Uh-huh. Uh, also, the uh, I, I in my note I called her that fucking Wizard of Oz fucking lady uh, trying to kill the dog, the one at the bank. Oh my god, she just reminds me of the uh, the the evil you know chick in uh, Wizard of Oz. Uh, trying to get the dog and oh, uh, the, yeah. the witch the wicked witch no you what? know like in you've seen wizard of oz yeah yeah the lady in the beginning clearly i haven't watched this movie recently because <laughs> i forgot all about that <laughs> she does play the witch later but she's not a witch uh, in real life uh in the, and she just wants the dog so that's why i call her that in this because she's just like a okay. bitchy old lady and she wants to kill his dog and uh, I thought that was fucked up. She she like talks about it, and in the not in the script as well. Uh, it's pretty brutal, but um, yeah, that lady fucking sucks. Yeah, and uh, whenever Mrs. she Deagle. gets yes, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Deagle yeah. doesn't like beagles. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, but yeah, whenever she gets fucking sent out her window, mm-hmm. oh man, I cheered. I fucking loved it. Steven, I wrote in my notes that that death is iconic to me. Yeah. I remember oh, that yeah. from my youth. 
like on a cellular level. I could draw every <laughs> awesome. frame of that. The, the, just the idea that one people have an upstairs and two, right. you have an automated rail chair to bring you from one floor to another. It's right. just it's like a slow insane elevator insane to me. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that she's just like such a dick and like the gremlins take her out. I'm like, well, right. hold, okay. Now who's the villain here? Really? Like, right. She do you think about it. Gremlin's kind of the good guy here on that part of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the racist neighbor. Yeah. I feel good about. I yeah. feel okay with those. I, mm-hmm. Part of me, for whatever reason, thinks that he, like, changes by the time we get to the second movie, but I don't know. He has a change of heart because he almost died? Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know why, but. We'll see. It might I, just be a whole new character. I really don't know what the second one holds. Yeah. I just know that he's in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, are they just like, we like this actor. We're just going to call him a different name now. I'm like, whatever. Or is it like <laughs> yeah. he's still his neighbor? I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So, uh, let's talk about the three rules for the gremlins. Perfect. Right? So the, uh, the, the shopkeeper, the owner of, uh, of gizmo, mm-hmm. he says there are three rules. Wait, right. Does he say it? Three rules. Where does well, that he tells the, the little kid tells the, tells the old man and then the, the dad and then the dad is the, as the narrator tells us the audience. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're like, maybe these rules aren't accurate then. Maybe that's just like what the kid picked up. Some little kid was like, uh, yeah, and uh, don't feed him any food uh, after midnight, I guess. Don't fucking call him Tommy, okay? Fucking loses if you call him Tommy, all right? Oh, my God. If he he fucking roots for the fucking Nets, dude, he's fucking pissed. Um, So first rule, no sunlight. Mm -hmm. Don't get them wet. And then finally... Don't feed them after midnight. Now, mm-hmm. my wife made this observation last night, which is an observation that one billion people on the planet have made, which is right. What is mi- like how like is it midnight? It's technically always it's after midnight, right? It's obvious though. Yeah, it's, it's midnight until daylight. Yeah, there you Done. go. Done. Got like, it. I told her in my head canon, it's like uh, I don't know where they're. I like wherever they're at. It's midnight there. And it right. just so happens by the time the dad gets back to fucking uh, Kingston Falls, New York, it's maybe like an hour or two different from where they're at. So like the, the same general rule applies, I guess. I don't know. This is this is one of those things where uh, I mean, obviously, people talk, bring that up. It's not just her. Mm-hmm. But um, this is a movie about fucking gremlins. Yeah. Just, this is about you got to suspend a little disbelief here. Yeah. You we know? were watching, uh, it was on TV, we were watching uh, Home Alone 2 mm. um, as we were eating breakfast this morning, and at a certain point, uh, Kevin McAllister, he gets separated from his family in the airport because in the script, he's told to do so to change out the batteries in his talk boy as they're mm-hmm. running to the fucking gate. Right. And we are kind of looking at each other, we are like... What what an odd place to have to change out your bed. Like he couldn't wait till he got on the plane. But he's look, a kid. He's fucking the, stupid. The, the kids are dumb. We can all agree, mm-hmm. and we've all been there before, so we get it. But also, like, look, here's what needs to happen in order for the thrust of the story to take place, and you can right. just have fun with it. So look, let's just roll with it. Let's roll with these three rules, and uh, yeah. just call it a day. This actually reminds me of a comment I saw uh, the other day on the Reddit movie boards. Mm. Where someone someone said that they're annoyed whenever people try to nitpick movies because what they're trying to do is prove that it's not real. 
<laughs> and it's not real. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, what are you even doing this for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that, that, that way of saying that observation, I guess they're trying to prove it's not real. We yeah. all know that already. Yeah. This is like some of the, the <laughs> kind of my general feeling about it when, uh, uh, like fucking the last two Avengers movies came out, infinity war and Endgame. I would hear like certain podcasts would be like, Thanos isn't even real. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's the point. Like when mad movies need to be real. Yeah. He's a mad Titan from outer space with a magic glove. Yeah. He's, he's like slowly adding sequence to it. It's just fucking (laughs) roll with it. Don't worry about it. We get it. Um, I, I do want to mention there's a tracking shot of the like quaint neighborhood, uh, mm-hmm. that um, follows Billy as he and Barney are kind of running to his, his mm-hmm. day job. And uh, it's just, it just feels, this movie has a cozy factor that's almost right. off the scales to me. Uh, I would give this to Home Alone as well. But uh, specifically, this movie feels so cozy. It has this feeling of um, like Back to the Future that... Uh, yep. I think they uh, were filmed in the same square. Okay. I was going to say. If, if I imagine they were. Very similar. It's like maybe they just had the camera pointing at the, the other direction or some shit. But I love the shot of like all these small town businesses as mm-hmm. uh, Billy runs by them on his way to work. And then there's a Burger King. Just like big ass logo in the background. But then like you kind of continue on. And uh, I don't know. I just thought it was funny that there were a couple of shots where Burger King just like poking its head I out. know. It's like it was weird to see Burger King like in a town, like a small town square in a small building. Uh-huh. Um, I'm double checking real fast. Yes, because. Uh, this square is very popular. This is called Courthouse Square. It's oh. on the back lot of Universal Studios. Uh, the road, the, the the neighborhood as well, I think, is, is another thing. I can't remember. Uh, Mockingbird Square? Oh, no, that's mm-hmm. something different. Uh, anyway, it, this is called Courthouse Square. This is uh, from Back to the Future, Gremlins. That I believe that same Burger King is the Burger King that Fat Kid wants to get in on, and Monster Squad. Oh, okay. uh, it's the same one of there. It's it's this shows up everywhere. Um, so many different movies from like the eighties to the nineties. Jingle all the way. Uh, Batman and Robin, Casper, all of these were filmed in that square at various points. So wow. there are tons and tons of movies if you look them up. Yeah, um, that were filmed right there. That's wild. It, it just I love that. It just has the exact vibe that you want from a movie like this right. you know, from the eighties. It's just it's just good stuff. Um, going back to what you were saying about billy's age i thought he was like i I guess because he like goes to a high school at some point in the movie talks to that that teacher in my head he was um he's in high school which really doesn't make too which doesn't make sense because he's like (laughs) working a day job you know right it could have been i don't know that's what i think just out of high school Yeah, yeah 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 um so when i saw him in the bar later i'm like can is he Allowed to be in there? Like, what? Is that cool? Yeah, because he's like sitting up at the bar drawing, yeah, you know? Phoebe Cates works there. Yeah. Like, she's a bartender or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they must be, uh, I don't know, must be like, you know, late teens, early 20s. Yeah. Type I, of ages. I mean, look, the 80s were crazy, dude. If you live through right. it, you know, real heads know the 80s fucking right. wild, dude. <laughs> fucking gnarly. Um, and it wasn't until. I was watching this movie last night that it finally clicked with me. It took me 41 years to piece this together, Stephen. Well, I guess this came out in 84, so look, we don't need to do the math. Uh, three plus decades to figure this out. The 
main gremlin character, the main Mogwai, is named Gizmo because his dad works right. on Gizmos. I don't think I figured that out until this year either. That's crazy. To be honest. That's crazy. Because uh, it's not in the script. In the script, his his dad is just like a salesman. Like, mm-hmm. he he calls someone from Hong Kong and is like, yeah, the that, that account went through. We're going to get the business or whatever. Yeah. And he just has money uh, and he buys he buys the thing. In the script, it's never Gizmo. He, they always just refer to them as Mogwai. Even when they're gremlins, they refer to them as Mogwai. Hmm. Um, as like a plural term. Uh, the Mogwai are here or whatever. Oh. Um, so I like that they changed that. It feels like a Spielbergian thing to do. Yeah. Like make his dad a quirky inventor. Then they can call him Gizmo and it's fun. And um, in the script, uh, Gizmo is Spike. That is his his gremlin alter ego. Oh. So there was going to be that. But then Spielberg was like, no, 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 no. You can't make the cute, cuddly one turn. We need to sell toys. Like, yeah, you can't make that one turn into a gremlin. We need to keep him. We need to him the, the whole time, which I think was a great decision. Yeah. Uh, toys or not, because um, I don't want I don't want Gizmo to turn, you know. Right. Yeah. You you want to root for him and you want him to be victorious. And uh, yeah, it, it pays off Indeed. in dividends in uh, the second movie. Um, I, I know. Mention- That's what I'm excited for. Like last night, uh, in the the text chain that we have with some mm-hmm. of our friends, uh, your, your wife is a part of that, and that's where uh, I know, my, can't get her my, out of there. My, <laughs> my brain, <laughs> my brain almost uh, just collapsed from seeing that she had never seen this movie before. Oh yeah, let's talk about that. But look, I mean, there's certain movies like I'd never seen Sixteen Candles. People just have these blind spots, so it's, I'm not, mm-hmm. not trying to be judgmental. It's just very surprising to me because I feel like this movie is ever present. And right. I feel like with the two of you being such big uh, fans of Christmas, that this would mm-hmm. be something that would have come up over your your time together. But it I hadn't. Know. I'm shocked too. And in addition to that, again, I'm not trying to doctor your wife Amanda, but she also revealed that she did not watch The Mandalorian, and <laughs> to yeah. also to the shock of, of some of her friends and. Uh, that she she made an observation because yeah yeah what was the the observation that she that was because she thought uh, i had shown her uh, grogu Mm -hmm. baby yoda from mandalorian that's all she's really seen are scenes from that that i've shown her she never really got into that show sure she told me last night she would probably watch that i was like it's out of the star wars stuff coming out like it's one of the the better ones that i really like Mm -hmm. uh overall but yeah she she had never seen anything but grogu and i was like yeah this has totally like grogu has uh gizmo, gizmo vibes, vibes right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and but she had not seen that she's not seen the second the new batch mm-hmm. but she mm-hmm. she has seen the key and peel sketch yes it's in but the movie it's in the movie and i told her last night via text i was like it's one thing to know what's in the movie right totally different thing to see it in the movie right and uh it'll be interesting to see what her thoughts would be on that i also want to mention that I guess Joe Dante, a year or two ago, uh, he had, I guess, come out and said, like, oh, yeah, fucking Grogu ripped off Gizmo or whatever. Mm. Do, you, do you know anything about this? I do not. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that was kind of it. I, uh, I was hoping I <laughs> you had some insight to it, uh, being a film fan. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, they look similar. Uh, one is uh, green when they're cute. The other one is just furry when they're cute. And Kathleen, uh, Kelly, Kathleen Kennedy produced this movie, and she... She was the head of Lucasfilm, or is the head of Lucasfilm, so of course. Wow. Well. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I don't think that's ripping it off, though. I think that's 
similar mm-hmm. uh, potentially an homage yeah but uh yeah i don't think they have i don't think they cornered the market on like cute and cuddly creatures either so no look it, it works it, is. it works in both and it works both yeah it's it, we just like it it's good i used to have a stuffed gizmo um like doll or whatever mm-hmm. when i was younger and i fucking loved that thing he's just so fucking cute like the it's so cute the puppet is rad furby like, yeah cut yeah, furby did more of a ripoff of gizmo than anything Oh, that's so funny. My wife asked about that. She's like, oh, is yeah. are Furbies a ripoff of uh, the Gremlins? I was like, I, I don't they're, know, honestly. They were basically that. And apparently there is a Mugwai version of a Furby, like a, a gizmo version that they oh, released shit. back in the day. Yeah. But they're essentially ripping this off, too. So it is what it is, man. Um, and Gremlins got their money. You know, like you said, you had a toy like mm-hmm. that was, you know, one of Spielberg's push uh, pushes in the 80s and stuff was like marketing and everything. So, mm-hmm. um yeah uh i don't think that's a bet that's a big deal can we also talk about our respective dogs interactions with this movie as we watched it last night so my dog taz i've mentioned this on the podcast before but to reiterate he watches tv and when i say that i don't mean like oh if a a dog barks on tv he's just like oh i heard a dog bark or whatever no he he watches just as plain as like a i I guess like a toddler could watch tv he Mm -hmm. sees what's on tv and he can interact with it, he thinks. Like, if there's a, certainly if there's a, an animal on screen, he loves fucking dogs, cats, and horses on screen. He fucking mm-hmm. loves it. When I was watching those westerns at the beginning of the year for the Clint Eastwood right. movies, he fucking loved horses every time they were on screen. That's hilarious. And he, like, runs up to the TV and, like, starts, like, whining and, like, barking at it, like, right. oh, I want to play or whatever, or chase it. So we were watching this last night, and I knew Billy had a dog, and I thought, oh, okay, he might dig that. He also fucking loves Gizmo, dude. He was all about (laughs) it. Like, he was, like, trying to come to Gizmo's rescue, and he was, like, really, like, going off almost throughout the the course of watching the movie. At a certain point, we gave them, like, these nighttime chews that have melatonin in them, and he was, like, kind of mellowed out after a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it was almost too much. It's like, bro, you got it. He's going to be fine. There's a (laughs) So he liked it, though. Yeah, yeah. He was having having fun with it. Okay. Our dog did not. Uh, Our dog was, like, scared of the gremlins. Not, she, not the Mogwai, but the Gremlins specifically. The Gremlins. Okay. It, that's when we noticed it. She, uh, she, we were watching this in bed. Um, she cuddles with us up there mm-hmm. and, and everything. And she was up there and we noticed like she was being really weird and kept like, like kind of whining and kept running around and she would jump on the ground and then go in her crate and hide. Aww. And we're like, what's the matter, Maggie? And we bring her back up there. And then she would like, she never really watches TV though. Mm-hmm. Never really pays attention to any of it. So we were kind of, we didn't even notice it at first. Yeah. And then we noticed like she would be up there like cuddling with us. And then we'd turn the movie back on and she would slowly just like cut her eyes over at it. Like those fucking things are back. <laughs> and it was, and then she was like, like she was scared of them. It was oh, sad, but so funny. Uh, and obviously she probably saw them hang the dog up on Christmas lights. She got, yeah. you know, she's like, I don't want that to happen to me. You know? Yeah. So, Holy shit. uh, I've never noticed our dog uh, react that way, but it was fun, man. Are, are dogs like watching TV now? Like I had never seen it to this level until we got Taz, you got Maggie. And then yeah. like the scenario happened. Listen, is it a new if, thing? Is it if old you've thing? got like a newer dog, a younger dog, <laughs> newer dog. are they watching TV? These Gen Z dogs, <laughs> fuck it, they're yeah. all about TikTok and TV. Man. Holy shit, we thought the millennial <laughs> dogs were fucked up. These new ones, holy shit. Um, um but yeah, like all yeah. that to say, the the puppetry in this movie is stellar. The pup, the tree. The pu- oh my god. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Holy shit. It is stellar. The look of the creatures mm-hmm. is fucking great. Um, yeah, the way, super 80s awesomeness, man. The way they emote, um, where, yeah. like Gizmo, he's got like so many, you could tell they use like multiple puppets for different things. If it's a close yeah. up, uh, it's more expressive uh, facially than, than maybe like um, uh, a puppet that's uh being picked up by billy and carried off or whatever yeah um like the the scene where they're eating the chicken off the bone mm-hmm. fucking disgusting you know oh my god amanda freaked out of that part it was disgusting i i have misophonia and uh i'm just like oh i don't want to hear the chewing noises i don't want to see it but also right. it's like it's part of it that's what they're going for it's like it's kind of right. like it's gross, it's and, gross yeah 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 um so i like that but uh yeah i i I think the the puppetry in this is great. I love the uh, once they're transformed into gremlins, they have mm-hmm. this like slimy look to them. I love right. the overall designs of it. It just like it all fucking works for me, you know. It's great. Yeah, it's a good look uh, from from you know the gizmo like the Mugwai version with the fur and everything, and they're so cute. And then the uh, the actual like, gremlin version, mm-hmm. both designs are like so iconic, and uh, it's such a good look. Um, and it's like. I don't know. It stay, stays with you from your childhood, you know. Uh, one of the things I had looked up, I had mentioned briefly earlier, was the the rating system around mm. this time in the 80s. This movie is PG, and it has a lot of, like, people die in this movie. It has a lot of violence, a lot of, like, gross things. Yeah, it seems and, like there would be things that are, like, kind of cartoonish violence, but then also right. there's, like, actual violence. Like, I, I don't know. Right. It's, it's wild. And it's like a, a Christmas movie for, for seemingly for kids. And I had heard about it that it was marketed. Uh, they didn't show the gremlins. They didn't really show the destruction, like what was going to happen. And uh, so we watched the original trailer last night as so well. Did, I. did you watch it? Yeah, where yeah. it pans through the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It doesn't Pots and really pans through the kitchen. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really show anything. Um, mm-hmm. It it shows some of the mayhem from later on, but like it never shows like the creatures. It barely shows anything with the mugwai. Even I think it shows like his his hands kind of come out of the box. Yeah. And on the movie poster, that's all it is. It's just like yeah. the the furry hands coming out of the box, and you have the two little like dots for like reflective light from the mm-hmm. eyes. That's it. I don't know if they had so like that. Get much. If the TV commercials themselves had like an actual trailer of like footage from the movie, no, 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 no. Showed... that's the whole point. Oh, it didn't have yeah, it. Yes, yeah. none. It never showed anything until people just went to the theater. Oh, that's fucking. And then they crazy. were like, so so people were like from from Steven Spielberg who brought you E. T. Mm-hmm. And so they all brought like their four year olds to Gremlins because oh, it's rated PG, <laughs> and they're like, this is gonna be another holiday lovely film. Yeah. Right? Not expecting the like the death and destruction and mayhem and all that stuff. Yeah. So like a lot of parents got really mad. Uh this came out in nineteen eighty four. It came out the same day as Ghostbusters, by the way. Oh my God, what a Can day you imagine? cinema. Wow. Uh, back to back, that'd be amazing. Oh my god! Came, you've got like mm-hmm. fucking gremlins in a blender over here, and then you've got Ray Stans <laughs> getting domed from a fucking ghost over here. Also rated PG, I believe. Oh, um, what a time to be alive! It was that era. Oh, the eighties, and it makes sense. They were like basically Spielberg. Uh, he released two films. Well, he was a producer on this one, obviously, but he mm. released Temple of Doom. It came out like a month after this, uh, or a month before. Either way, it was like a month mm. in between. Uh, these two movies were like. Temple of Doom is also rated PG, and someone literally reaches into someone's chest and pulls out their beating heart, right? Like, yeah. it terrified people with their kids. So Spielberg called up Jack Valente, the uh, the head of the MPA uh, rating system, and he was like, hey, we have, like, G-rated movies for, like, you know, cartoons. Anybody mm-hmm. can see it. We have PG, which 
does make sense. Parental guidance suggested, right? Like that's easy. Uh, and then there's R, like you have to be an adult to watch it. Yeah. That made sense in some level, but then they were, they had these gray area movies that he realized he'd been a part of making. And, uh, he had a quote in this article I read about it where he was like, I didn't show my kids jaws until they were like 13 and they had like their bar mitzvah. And they're like, well, I'm a man now. And he's like, okay, you can watch jaws, oh, okay. but he didn't. So he called him and, and suggested PG 13 or PG 14, Jack Valente took that back. They talked it out. They came back and they're like, yeah, we agree with you. There should be a PG-13 where it's, you know, older kids should be definitely allowed, but younger kids maybe should be warned. So this is directly this Gremlins and Temple of Doom are the two movies that uh, that kind of spearheaded that movement. And Spielberg was a part of it. He he was part of the reason that, you know, created the PG-13 rating. So Wow. My, this is an educational podcast to this very Indeed. day, Stephen. This is incredible. I had no idea that the rating system was based on like the age of a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah i guess yes, 13 that's incredible indeed. wow that's hey you know what now you know sometimes you have people in your lives that are like here's a fun fact for you and, and like i'll be the fucking judge of that you know right. but i feel like what you did was uh, truly a fun fact i appreciate that well, knowledge thank you. yeah that's good good stuff because you can totally tell like this would terrify little kids mm, yeah uh, spielberg said he felt bad about that like jaws he was like there were definitely some kids that were traumatized by jaws and that should not have watched it mm. and he recognized that and he had his own kids and he, he was starting to realize that too so uh, i'm glad he had the uh you know the wherewithal yeah. to uh, to try to make this this happen. So well, I mean, speaking of the violence in this movie, I want to talk mm-hmm. about the the gremlins and like they they there are certain scenes where they're um, like there's a guy who dresses up as Santa and he's got a bunch of gremlin puppets on him and he's just mm-hmm. kind of like falling through the snow or whatever. Um, there's certain things like that. There's the the time they get that uh, that bulldozer or whatever and they bust right. through uh, the snowplow. Yeah, the snowplow yeah. and uh, bust through that guy's living room so there are certain portions of like that where it's oh okay there you don't really actually see anything necessarily mm-hmm. um it's just like kind of implied what's happening and then certain gremlins will like scratch people or whatever or you see the violence happen off screen and right. then my favorite parts of any gremlin movie which is look there's only two but even still is any time a gremlin uses a human weapon it just makes me giggle. Like, when they really pull out a gun out of nowhere and then yeah. shoot another gremlin in the fucking face. It's so fucking fun. Like, they've broken down into, like, oh, fuck this. I'm just, I right. got no time for your nonsense. They just, like, shoot somebody in the face. Like, that scene in the bar in particular is where mm-hmm. that first happens. You got some wild shit. You've got a, a gremlin in leg warmers doing, like, some ultimate, like, oh, 80s shit, you know? Love it. And, uh, uh, there's. They're, like, gremlins playing poker, like, the dogs playing poker scene. Like, yeah. They're and, uh, drinking and smoking. Uh, Phoebe Cates is bartending with the gremlins there, and right. a bunch of them are posted up at the bar, just like making demands. Uh, she looks over on the floor next to her. There's a gremlin who flashes her. So I'm like, oh, okay. So these gremlins are just like toxic men, essentially. So it's like it's like a metaphor, you know. So if you ever, you know, we need to. Uh, have the internal monologues with right. ourselves as men and be like, hey, am I acting like real gremlin-y right now? Mm-hmm. Right, maybe, that's a good, yeah. Maybe back up a little bit, you know? Yep. Instead of acting like Stripe, enjoy a red Stripe in moderation, you know? Indeed. Yeah, like Chet Hanks says, yeah, man. <laughs> you know. Um, I noticed that when Gizmo first spawns the other Mogwai uh, fucking... Mini Donatello spills water on him by accident mm-hmm. in Billy's room, and uh, he his 
back starts bubbling and everything. Yeah. There's a portion or a, 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 a shot where as Gizmo is like popping that first ball off of his back, the camera angle cants a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know from uh, uh, what was that newer Spielberg movie where he's um, it's like a retelling of his life, The Fablemans. Oh, right, right. Uh, there's something I have not seen the movie, but I've heard uh, that there's something about like the the horizon line gets moved or something mm-hmm. like that. Something about uh, uh, the way a shot is designed specifically. And mm-hmm. I know Spielberg didn't direct this movie, but, you know, it's. It's like an ambulance thing. I've, I've just been trying to notice stuff like that more. Gotcha, yeah. And just that canted angle adds just that much more drama to it mm-hmm. visually. And, it's called a Dutch uh, angle. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. When it like, yeah, yeah. kind of gets like diagonal on the screen. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. um, a, called a Dutch angle because instead of being like completely horizontal or completely vertical, uh, you go 50-50 on it and you just kind of go halfway on it. It's right. like a date, you know? Yeah go dutch on a date go dutch on an angle it's fine it's 50 50 50 that actually makes a lot of sense i know it's and it came Hmm. from me so let that be a warning (laughs) but i like that i thought it was cool Uh, i noticed that a couple of times throughout the movie Mm -hmm. and uh Uh, yeah i really liked the uh the movie theater scene where Mm. they were all singing hi-ho together yeah that's so fun It's, it's just, like, so silly. Like, you see them, right. like, be, like, assholes and, like, murder people, but also they're like, oh, we fuck with the seven dwarves, you know? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know the connection there, really. Uh, Spielberg has this, like, kind of love of old, like, uh, like the original, like, Pinocchio and stuff, the, yeah. the old Disney films. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that was from him as well, but uh, I loved it. It actually was part of the script. Uh, it makes more sense in the script, actually, because mm-hmm. it takes place over more days, and they are waiting for sunlight over and over to kill the gremlins. And then they are looking for them. They're like, all the gremlins must be in a really dark place. It's during the daytime. And mm. so they find them in the movie house. But the movie, they're just like in there, like hanging out uh, yeah. out of the sunlight. And Phoebe Cates' character is like, we need to distract them so we can blow this up. And she turns on the movie. But in this one, I think she just it's just like on. Right. They're yeah. just like watching it, mm-hmm. uh, which is fun anyway. You don't really need all that extra stuff or whatever, but it's like a remnant of the script in a way. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just the idea that they're like singing along the and all you get to see all the different gremlins there that you saw in the bar scene. Mm-hmm. Like the, the flashing one is still there in his overcoat and stuff. Um, and just the, the whole idea that they came up with so many different ideas you know, for each gremlin, like how they look, what they do, how they mm-hmm. act, um, all these little, like little quirks. Like there's so much stuff there. It must've been like wild to have created those creatures and all these, you know, set pieces, but yeah. I love it. There's some like slight claymation that's used in that scene where, uh, after Stripe jumps into that swimming pool, um, and the, the pool starts like bubbling up and turns green and everything right. later, uh, it's like a shot of a darkened street and he walks out and this like horde of gremlins, uh are right there with him mm-hmm. and it just looks yeah. so fucking cool like it, sure we know that it's not not real but it works for the the movie right. that we're watching you know and it's a good uh, aesthetic yeah it uh it works for me i also want to talk about phoebe cates's character mm-hmm. being as dark as she is for being like oh my god the girl next door type of like love interest right. um she is so wildly dark it's just it makes me laugh and especially now knowing that like the, the context of people taking their kids to see this and she's giving uh-huh. this like the story this ultra she dark her story. monologue oh my oh god oh my god it's so fucking funny the uh, it's not 
I guess not funny, but like it's funny to me contextually, like how dark right. it is. And then at the end of that monologue, she's like, "That's how I found out Santa Claus isn't real." <laughs> I can imagine like a theater of of like toddlers just being like, "What? What? Oh my god!" <laughs> And my dad's going to die. <laughs> so terrifying. It's yeah. such a good seed. Uh, I, I, again, because I knew, I thought Amanda had watched this with me at some point. I, I just figured I'd shown it to her over the years, but uh, she was clearly watching it like surprised at every turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had a blast. Uh, she called it an insane masterpiece, which I thought was very high praise. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really looking forward to part two. But um, I, I, I tipped her off on that scene uh, on accident because I got excited when I noticed it was about to come up. And I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, ooh. And she was like, what's happening? I was like, just listen. Uh, no reason. Um, but it's it's so fucked up. Uh, it was also in the script. I, I found out, but it's a different character says it. An old man says it oh. um, who runs like an antique store. So it, it plays out differently in that. I'm mm-hmm. glad they just gave it to her because yeah. it's so fucked up. And it comes from the girl next door that he's like in love with and all that stuff. Uh, it's kind of lovely that way. But uh, such a fucking dark story. Um, I read about it. They said the studio afterwards were like, fuck, no, that's not staying in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe Dante fought for it and was like, I'm not releasing it without it. And Spielberg uh apparently did not like it but he said this is joe's movie i'm gonna let him do it if he wants to keep it in it's gonna stay in and i'm so glad because it's one of the most iconic things from this movie oh for sure it's yeah such a fucked up christmas story mm-hmm. but man it, i love it and it gives her so much dimensionality as a character right. you know a lot of the times female love interests in these type of movies just are very like two-dimensional but this mm-hmm. she really has a specific vantage point that we don't get from a lot of other movies that take place around christmas that uh, really is very unique and Mm -hmm. like you said iconic despite like all these gremlin characters when i think of gremlins i think about oh yeah the ultra dark (laughs) father being turned into like a roast fucking pig in the uh the christmas or the the chimney at christmas when she says like i went to go light a fire and that's when i noticed the smell yeah oh my god i started getting like like like, giddy about it you know i wonder if she was Uh, excited to do that that portion of it you know like that has to be like pretty fun for an actor yeah because when she read the script it probably wasn't that way she wasn't Mm -hmm. wanting to say it so um yeah i wonder if uh she was just like on the day she's like what i do that now like okay fucked up but yeah uh, she nails it man Uh, i love phoebe cates um she retired from acting she's uh she's a mom now she's married Mm -hmm. to kevin klein Oh, okay. did you know that? I had no idea. Uh, they married like back in the eighties, and she stopped acting. But the stuff she was in at the time uh, was so great. I mean, that's cool that people do that. They're just like, and I'm done. I just have yeah. my fill, you know. Yeah, I did. You know, I did Gremlins too, the new batch. Right. What, what more do you want? There's gonna be a newer she batch. Drop Dead Fred. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DDF. <laughs> Holy shit. DDF for life, baby. Um. So I had mentioned earlier in the podcast that there's a portion of this movie that I should have noticed since i've seen this movie so many times but uh, just noticed it last night it really stood out to me i guess and that was that there is a brent in this movie the deputy uh at the the sheriff's station right on his name is brent i noticed that in the script i didn't know if that was his real name in the movie so i'm I'm so glad you noticed that now yeah i I did i i thought i heard it in the movie and then i Uh pulled it up wiki uh, on wikipedia sure enough Brent, I was like, oh wow, nice. So, oh, one of us is like a shitty cop. Oh well, fuck, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not great. Doesn't really help our cause, but uh, yeah, he I broke that was bad later, so it's okay. uh Oh, you know who that way? was no. Mike. That's uh, you. Did you watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, 
Yeah. So he's the fixer, Mike, the bald dude, who's uh, friends with with Saul. Mike. Yeah. Trout. I don't know his last name. Mm. Wait, you're talking about the deputy. Brent was the deputy in Gremlins is Mike. Holy the fixer shit. In Breaking Bad. Yes. Jonathan he has hair. Banks? Oh, my God. Yeah. We right. got a good one. <laughs> I had no fucking idea. You're a fucking See, you right. a good Brent. Yeah. Deputy Brent Fry, played by Jonathan Banks. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Incredible. There you go, man. Man, I love He's this. He's got like this, it's the voice that always gets me to, to know who he was, but uh, I actually noticed just, yeah, his, uh, his look and stuff on this one, but um, yeah. yeah, Amanda had, uh, hadn't known that either, so I, I let her know last night, but uh, I love making those connections whenever, like, because he's like an actor I didn't know until Breaking Bad, and then I look back, and he's in tons of fucking stuff that I know. I just never knew who he was. Right. Yeah. I didn't recognize him as a character actor, really, and uh, that's what I meant earlier, too, with, uh, what's his face? Uh, the neighbor, the racist neighbor, um, like a character actor, but Dick Miller. Dick Miller, yeah. Um, but yeah, they just kind of show up everywhere, you know? That's crazy. Wow. Hell yeah. Fuck, now I need to rewatch you that, look like that a, scene. Boosh. My mind was blown. <laughs> Holy shit, that's incredible. I love doing that. That's incredible. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, our, our friend Allison had made this point last night when she was also watching this movie, mm-hmm. uh, I guess rewatching it for her. But uh, yeah, I mean, Billy's mom the sole defender of her home at a certain point she's left at home with all the oh yeah the the gremlins that hatched from their fucking pods from alien and uh she she has to defend herself the only way she knows how which is by using her husband's busted ass inventions to start clapping some of these fools and, and uh, for that. she throws one in a fucking blender juicer thing and then mm-hmm. backs one into a microwave and uh, right. I said that she looks like Pamela Voorhees, so of course she's going to handle that right. business, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I, she, shout out to her, because she was really, she like stabs one in, in the chest off screen like right. a couple of times. That's like hardcore shit. Like, I don't know if I would have that in me to do that to an animal. Like, even if mm. I was like trying to defend myself, I would still, well, I would probably, look, I would most definitely die. I would just hesitate. I'm just like, <laughs> what about their family? And they're just like, I'm, I'm a fucking alligator, bitch. I'm, I don't give a shit. You come to Florida, you come to my town, I'm going to get oh, your man, ass. I love it. But, uh, yeah, what do you, you think about the Billy's mom? She's amazing. I put that note, too. Yeah, she kills, like, at least three in a row. The juicer, the knife, the microwave, and then the Christmas tree attack happens. She gets knocked down. Her uh, her son comes in, but grabs she the gets sword up again. off the wall. You're never going to keep her she, down. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, she eventually did write the song, uh, Tub uh Tub? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in the script, um, the kid, Billy, the main kid, uh, he has a sword, like a sword that he had, he picks up early on that was yeah. being like repaired mm-hmm. for rust. Uh, and this movie, I like it. They take like those things, like things from the script and then kind of put them in there or whatever. And they just have those swords on the wall that constantly fall down. It's those little, like, it's like a those decorative little details. sword or, yes. or some sort. Yeah. And every time someone comes in, it's not they know someone's home because the sword falls down. It's like these little <laughs> weird details that are funny. Yeah. And then it comes back into play later and he picks it up and like decapitates one into the fire. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, that's on his mom. But uh, in the in the movie or in the book, uh, the script, he has that sword with him like all over town. That's why everybody thinks he's kind of crazy. They, they He's like a writer instead of a, a comic artist. And they're like, oh, 
like you still in the Dungeons and Dragons. That's for five year olds. Why you carry a sword around? A sword around? You, there's creatures are after you. Sure, there are. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he uses that a lot more. So it was a cool homage to the original script that he uh, he was able to save his mom that way. But before that, she didn't really need it, and she wasn't really like a damsel in distress. It just got the better of her for a second, and he happened to be there. Yeah, I think she would have come out of that Christmas tree attack okay. But mm-hmm. uh, she's badass, man. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Billy toward the end of the movie, he really gets to a point where. Uh, um, he he could potentially die, you know, if not for mm. uh, Stripe getting drug off by that skill saw or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like Billy's mom was like, uh, "Just sure you technically saved me, but you know, I gave birth to your ass, around. so don't even fuck right. worry about it." <laughs> um, yeah, she was awesome. I I also noticed that in this movie, again, like people, I, I mentioned it before, people cite Home Alone as. Uh, being like the uh the, the way the the story is told and how everything mm-hmm. is laid out up front and then you can see it go from point a to point b toward the end of the movie so everything makes like logical sense as to how it works uh right. i would say the same thing for gremlins because toward the beginning of the movie we see gizmo is pretending to drive a car on billy's bed right you know to uh, as he's watching like a, a racing movie or something uh, back from uh, it's like a black and white movie. And then toward the end of the movie, he hops in a Barbie car, which is nice synergy for 2023, you know, fucking gremlin, uh, gremlinheimer or whatever, you know, for, you know, he hops Barbie. in a Barbie car. Yeah. That little, uh, Barbie's fucking car that he's driving around in. Where, at the end of the where movie. at? In the, the department store or wherever it is that, uh, wait, you're talking about the end have of gremlins? Already, have you already watched gremlins too? No, the the end of this movie. Okay, this is definitely this movie. I don't remember that in this movie. Where he's, I'm lost. <laughs> where Gizmo is driving? I was driving making sure. I thought you were like you're jumping movies, man, but you weren't jumping movies. No, no, I no. just got lost. I must not have been. I don't know. Paying attention to that scene, I don't remember that. Oh yeah, he's driving right through the department store in mm-hmm. a Barbie car that has, I guess, has a motor for whatever oh, reason. Oh, whenever Spike goes to get the candy outside yeah. the theater and stuff, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So he's, like, driving yeah, through yeah. there, and uh, he learned to drive from watching TV. Mm-hmm. The reason I bring this up is because there's a lot of people questioning in Halloween 78, how did Michael Myers learn how to drive? He's watching fucking mm-hmm. black and white TV. He figured it Dude. out. Yeah. yeah. Gremlins, why are we if still talking about this? It. Look. Right. Problem solved. Right. 1984. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> only took four years Get people up. figured it out Get, Get up Gizmo's dick about it yeah <laughs> um and then uh I I only really have one final note on my end here um which is mm-hmm. that uh Stripe's death then into this movie oh gruesome. pretty fucking gnarly yeah uh, I mean it was melting man melting you see like uh like meat and sinew underneath and yep. like it's just like the he's got like a muscle structure and uh, and then <laughs> at the end of the, and this is another thing that's iconic to me from this movie from my youth is, uh, whenever he's, he's basically dead, he like falls in the fountain and then Billy like walks up to, toward the fountain. You see something pop out of the water and it's like just the skeletal version of stripe. Yeah. And then it like deflates. Like it's, it's just yeah. like, it's just weird, like but it's good. Sh- human bones become soft or not right. human bones, I'm sorry, uh, a, a skeleton of some sort becomes soft. They just like kind of like melt on the floor. Right. I was just, it, like, it always stuck with me visually speaking. It's like mm-hmm. so fucking gross, so gross and like haunting. Like if our, our own skeletons were just like, man, we're tired. 
We're just we're right. just we're de- we're gelatin now. We're I'm not gonna hold gel- you up anymore. You're gonna be made into a fruit cake at this point. Right. So just don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's just gross. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Um, the only thing I'll say for my final note is uh, I didn't re- I, I don't remember how the second one starts and I didn't know how this one ended. I didn't realize that that old Chinese guy comes back to get Gizmo and he's like, you're not ready yet, but maybe you will be. And then Gizmo's like, bye, Billy. Um, yeah. it was uh, it was sad. And um, I'm curious to see yeah, how, how it all shapes up for the next mm-hmm. one, because I if, I just I guess I thought that he kept him at the end still. So um and then uh, that old man like chides us at the audience of Western society of like ruining nature. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's yeah, that's kind fair of enough. what we specialize in. You know, <laughs> yeah, we give gremlins guns point. and like we wonder why or where things went wrong, you know? Right. Well, it was wild. Things, weird, but, but, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, it was fun, man. Uh, I was so glad that Amanda liked it so much. I, I really I think that's probably why I didn't show it to her before. It's like not necessarily her type of movie in my head, mm. but obviously was once she watched it. It's so weird and crazy and quirky and. She was into all of it. Uh, that was really that was a lot of fun for me to be able to watch it with someone with fresh eyes and kind of get the even with her it was like a childlike wonder to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it kind of made it even better for me, even though I knew I liked this movie a lot. So um, and it had a lot of surprises for me. I don't watch this one mm-hmm. very often. That's why she hadn't seen it. I remembered a lot of the beginning and then not like anything after like um, the first like 45 minutes. Like all of it was like fairly fresh, except for the Santa Claus story, which I remembered a lot. But mm-hmm. um I didn't know that the gremlins were as quir- like kooky and quirky in this movie. I knew they were in the second one, but there's a lot of weird, like the flashing one you said the, and the uh, the knee high the uh, oh the leg the warmer one, one. yeah mm-hmm. leg warmer one. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, you know, like that kind of stuff. I didn't know those were all in here too, so that was really fun to see. Mm-hmm. And then the second one just goes crazier. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, it was really fun. I really liked it. Um, this movie is, still ha- holds up. It's fucking fantastic. It really is. Just um, just from a pure craft level, there's a lot of TLC into it. Uh, right. Based on what you've said about the earlier drafts, uh, it would certainly be a different movie, but I feel like this is the, it improved. the, the best version right. of what we would get. It gives you that feeling of, of E.T., but scarier. Like there's right. characters actually in peril so much that they, they get got, you know? But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, just an incredible movie. I can't wait to watch this movie uh, in uh, like three, four years again. You know, right. I, I got to pace myself. I don't, I don't want to yeah, get yeah. burned out on this. Right. But uh, I am curious to see what the um, the Secrets of the Mogwai Max uh, TV show would be <coughs> yeah, like. Yeah, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I just want to say, I think the animation looks cool and I'd, mm. uh, I'm kind of impressed by it. But um, Oh, hello. What's this? Wow. Hello, Stephen Fishel. <laughs> and what he would. It is I, Tamami. I heard the two of you were talking about one of my favorite Christmas movies. Gremlins. <laughs> I take it you both enjoyed it. Yeah. I liked that. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I just wanted to let you both know I've worked with Gizmo in the past and oh wanted to relay that information to you <laughs> I thought it was pretty important for you you know it's good to know yeah for sure very recently he, very recently as a matter of fact was he cool oh he's very cool oh it's it's Gizmo baby <laughs> of course he's very cool 
The coolest woman, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. My least favorite woman happens in the second movie. Where there's oh. no spoilers, but you know, there's a, a Batwoman-related one. And, you know. Oh, that's right. Stick to your lane. <laughs> but I don't know if you've seen the newest movie starring Robert Pattinson as the Batman and, you know, some other guy. I don't know. Like, he, he, he plays some other guy. I'm like, no, I'm just... Don't worry about it. ...to Batman all the time. Anyway, <laughs> I worked on the score with Gizmo. Oh, wow. Can I, can I sing? Yeah, please. Can I sing a little bit for you? Yeah. <laughs> and this was, again, this was a collaboration between me and Gizmo. Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. So, just keep your ears I look peeled, forward to it. peeled for this going forward. Okay. <clears throat> There's something in the way. <laughs> yeah. Is that ring a bell? Ring a bell yeah, for it you? Sounds, I don't, well, I don't listen to the radio, so I don't know if it's, it's, it's like a newer hit. I might have to find it somewhere. Oh, there's a Wii Mix. There's a couple of Wii Mixes out there. Oh, but okay, cool. It, you so can we... hear it all throughout the movie. It's like they bought one Nirvana song, and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, we need the Batman and Gizmo to go lab on this one. And I did. It worked out. It was good. People liked it. I feel like uh, Bruce Wayne could afford a gizmo. <laughs> Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. That's weird. It's weird I would even mention it. Wait, why bring it up? Everyone brings him up to me. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, personally, I don't get it. <laughs> but I will say one thing I like to do. This is an all-timer for me. To sit at home. Uh, in a cave. No house attached. <laughs> I love to sit at home, watch this movie, uh-huh. while Alfred brings me a big old bowl of biscotti to eat. It's so much fun. <laughs> uh, I love it so much. That sounds like a really lovely night. It is, it is, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess I hope it's my welcome. Thank you for your time. Get Thank out you there. for coming by. And Get out there a song boat for us. in 2024. You know, uh-huh. happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you. Yours, you as well. Thank you. You're, you and your family, you're... <laughs> oh, sh- of course. There's, you know, Wabam, Batgirl, um, <laughs> Ace the Bat-Hound, uh, you know, the aforementioned Alfred, obviously. Right. obviously. Um, got it, got it. The Red Hood, you know, we're off and on terms. Um mm. And then, um... Gizmo, of course. Gizmo. Gizmo's great, you know. Batman has gizmos. Yeah. That's, yeah, <laughs> I suggested that. I did. I found Joe Dante. I was like, hey, see this utility belt? It has gizmos in it. Maybe. I'm just, you know, putting this out there. Maybe it's a fun word it, to say. Maybe you call him utility belt. And he was like, no. <laughs> Shorten it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but I was part of the process, so whatever. I believe it. I believe it. Uh, Still Batman. counts, citizen. <laughs> okay. Wow, Batman, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here. Just get. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, Batman. Wow. That was incredible.
That was nice. It was. was Yeah, really. It was cool. It went on longer than uh, I had anticipated. (laughs) Great. But it was fun. It's always fun to have guests roll by. So it's always fun to have guests go by. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. Um, Well, next week, you know, is there anything like you wanted to to do for the show? Well, geez, what could I? What What could we possibly do? Mm -hmm. What could we possibly do for next week? What could we possibly do after Gremlins? What could we possibly do after Gremlins? Mm-hmm. A, a Christmas movie where we like ended the year with it. What would be like right. an insane way to begin 2024? What would that be? What right. would that possibly be? Oh, I don't know. How about we talk about Gremlins 2, the new what? batch? I had no idea. That's crazy. Hell yeah, dude. So we Very are excited. Kicking off 2024 on mm-hmm. January 2nd by talking about Gremlins 2, the new batch. It's wild. It's a wild one. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I don't remember this one as much. I'm hoping there's a lot of nostalgia there. Mm-hmm. Stuff I, I'd forgotten about, but it's in the deep recesses of my brain. You yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. And yep. I get to show it to Amanda for the first time. Great. Man, so excited. So, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, Sweet. You know, all our contact information's in the show notes. Sorry. <laughs> Dogs are getting ready to bark. I could tell. Oh, that's okay. Look, yeah, all the info's in there. Rate and reviews mm-hmm. in your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. Thank you for listening today. Come back next week for Gremlins 2, the new batch. We're looking forward to it. Yes. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. I was hoping they were going to bark right then. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah so i was like oh fuck i gotta like plug all this shit in then i have to go through the settings and like switch everything around to uh where the input device is mm. where the output device is where the onput device is you know oh yeah where the under put devices underput man they on top know. of man put. hey man hey man all right all right all right i thought you left been. everything together though because of your only fans well, so I had a nudist colony recording mm-hmm. uh, that interrupted it. And uh, so, you know, to all my followers, uh, I got m- <laughs> more hot left foot content coming for you uh, at the beginning of 2024. Excellent. Uh, again, I'm not a foot person. It's not me. It's mm-hmm. just feet. Look, yeah, it's this uh, veteran I know. He's uh, really hard up. He, he needs the money. So oh, okay. oh, I got like surprisingly dark. I just, you know what? <laughs> That's, all right. Speaking of surprisingly dark. Uh, so we're recording this on Christmas Eve morn, December yeah. 24th. Yesterday on December 23rd, my wife and I, we like we're basically ready for for christmas at this Mm -hmm. point we really didn't have much of anything we needed to do uh we went out to get like maybe a couple of other things but just like not anything that was pivotal to christmas right uh however as we were like out and about we were were like oh hey let's let's stop by this store or whatever so we go in this um what was it? it was like a uh, I think maybe it's like Big Lots or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Have you ever been to a Big Lots? Not in years. Long time ago. Okay. My brother used to work at one. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we went to a, a Big Lots and we we're like kind of walking around. It's like a um, a big box store, but for like discounted items, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. And the last time we went there, we just like scooped up a bunch of like pet shit because it was super cheap and our dogs love toys and everything. Your dogs are cheap. Oh, they're very cheap, very cheap. <laughs> so we were like, oh, shit, okay, let's let's go in here, see if we can find anything. We didn't find anything there. However, next door was a, uh, I think it's like a old-time pottery. Oh, I've heard of that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They I, got I, um, I, pottery. I think so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was there for like an hour yesterday. I think they oh, had pottery. Wow. Um, but I had never been before. So mm-hmm. we roll up in there, and Stephen, much to my delight... They had 75% off on Halloween decorations. Oh, my goodness. I I told you earlier this year, I was like, you know what? Next year, in preparation for Halloween, Mm -hmm. because we never decorate for it, I, that's what I want to do. You know, you, you, you had done inspired me, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And uh, all out now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the, the approach we're taking is more of like a, a family friendly, like spooky time or whatever. So. If it's a, a, a skeleton that we get, you know, it's like he's got a smile on his face. Mm. You know, it's like fun time stuff. Right. But uh, but it's cool. We've got like I <sighs> it's the first time in my life I'd ever bought something. And on the receipt, it says uh, I think I had like spent twenty eight dollars there. Mm. And it said that I saved eighty four dollars. Hell yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that's eighty four dollars. You can spend later. That's right. Yeah, that's how that works. I called my cocaine dealer. I was like, hey, man, I got money. I have great news for you. <laughs> number, Actually, number one, uh, you're still down for January left foot stuff, right? Okay. Uh, look, you got to put these veterans to work, guys. Come mm-hmm. on. You got to right. support our veterans. Yeah. Uh, two. Why did I go back to it? That's like, that's weird. Uh, two. Uh, this is the first time I'd ever uh, saved twice the amount I spent on anything. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you like go to a store and it's like a. Uh, you have a, a coupon or it's a discount or whatever the fuck you're like oh you saved 10 percent on this it's like oh okay cool but this was like 
this is incredible. I, right. I never, what a rush, you know? <laughs> it was inc- incredible. So then after that, we went to this other big box, like, home furnishing store called At Home. Mm-hmm. And we did the same thing there. We uh, plummaged through their, or pillaged through their Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. And I, I dropped another hot 28. You know, it just kind of worked out that way. And I just I didn't realize they all had this Halloween stuff hanging out for us oh to, to go through, man. They they do. Uh, and I don't know that it's anything that any like true horror heads would be super interested mm-hmm. in. Like uh, you or your nephew, Christian, I feel like uh, you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of things gotcha. you want to buy, maybe like a, a couple <laughs> of things. But for us and the kind of overall like fun theme we were going for. I think it's uh it's it's worked out. So uh I'm I'm pretty happy about that. And I've got like the bulk of the decorations and they're all outdoor decorations for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I've got the bulk of those ready to go for next year. So then leading up to this upcoming Halloween in 2024, you know, I got some extra ducats to put towards some Hell like yeah, baby. nicer stuff, you know? So I'm I'm pretty excited about this. I was telling my wife yesterday I was like I can't tell you the true delight I'm feeling <laughs> that we're holiday shopping two days before Christmas and that holiday is Halloween, you know? And I've really tried to uh, repeal my grinchiness for Christmas. Uh, right. I, I realized that I had been yucking people's yum, and I don't like that mm-hmm. when uh, people do it to me or people do that in general. So I walk that back, and I do feel overall better like mentally about not just like immediately going into the season just being annoyed you know yeah right it's uh you know i'm a i'm a new fella you you fall off a jungle gym meant for eight-year-olds and uh you know it changes your perspective yeah (laughs) i wouldn't say love i wouldn't say love I'm, i'm just better able to tolerate it and i think a big part of that is i'm no longer in a uh, at a, a workplace where I'm customer facing necessarily, I still work in customer service, right. but we don't have a radio that's blaring Christmas music, uh, beginning like four seconds into uh, the day before Thanksgiving, right, and then all through Christmas. So uh, that certainly helps. My my um, experience with Christmas music this year has been solely from any department store that we've gone mm. to, and that's like. It's all right. It's it's not always like the same version of Christmas music. It's like, you know, there's a finite amount of Christmas songs that are standards, I guess. Right. And people, different artists re-record this shit all the time. So it's at least a little bit new. And uh, so I can But it wasn't can overwhelming because you didn't have to deal with it like day in, day out of your own job, which helps. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Because we at my work, we have um, we have Christmas music playing on our system, like in every every hallway, every room sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I don't mind Christmas music, but a lot of it's bad. That's my problem with it. It's uh, mm-hmm. I, I find my I curate my own Christmas songs and the cover songs I have of the like classics, the the standards like you were talking about and then mm-hmm. new ones. I got my own stuff going on, but rarely do any of those show up on like, you know, the department store sort of music set. So, um, yeah, it's like that stuff gets grating even to me, which this year I wasn't super into Christmas for whatever reason, just like last year, just didn't, mm-hmm. didn't quite get in the spirit. But the last few days, once I, once a man and I got off of work, we were like, Oh, Christmas is fun. But we were yeah. so busy this month that it was just like too much, you know? For sure. For sure. Uh, and I think for people like, uh, you and your wife, uh, and people who love Christmas, 
your work life can really sincerely get in the way of that. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, it's so, uh, I'll speak for myself, but, uh, hopefully people can identify with this. My, uh, day to day work experience for the mm-hmm. entire month of December has been so all consuming that by the time I get home after work, I'm just wiped the right. fuck out. Like right. I, and it's I dark just, already probably when you get off. Yes, right. Yeah. Right? Like that's, yeah. And then like, Amanda by the time you like, get home. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. By the time you get home, at least like Amanda kept being like, we should put more Christmas lights. And I was just like, fucking win, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and she yeah. gets that too. Like we both, it was both on, it was on both of us, but we were just like, mm-hmm. we put up a few, uh, but it just like, I didn't have the energy, you know, that I usually do. Um, plus we're getting older, man. Yeah, you're getting older. And, uh, you know, I've been thinking about this as well, that, uh, you know, you and, and uh, Amanda haven't been as Christmassy. And I think that extends to some of our, our friends that we've been talking to as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, have it just just haven't been in the Christmas mood. And to that, I would say, uh, look, sometimes it's just not going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. that's that, OK. That was my experience for one, two, several decades. Right. Um, so. <laughs> But it's possible to uh, to get that back, or maybe it doesn't change back, and maybe you just aren't as into Christmas as you once were, and you know what? That's okay. We just change and evolve over time. That's all That's right. That's what they tell me. You, you'll find joy in other aspects of life. So just hang in there. You'll be okay. I suppose that's true, but also at the same time, uh, I have a... It's like I'm not into it this year, but I have a, a, a memory of being super into it. And I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. where did that child go? Where did, how would, where did he die? <laughs> so okay. I want it back, you know? So uh, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping next year, I hope this year it would be that way. So I do hold out hope that I'll get that, you know, okay. I'll get that back, that, that childhood spirit. But uh, we don't have kids, you know, so it's not like yeah. we live through it through their eyes or get to mm-hmm. experience it that way. So it's really all up to us. And um, I don't know, sometimes that Christmas spirit is a little low. But as I said, once we get off work, uh, things get a lot better when you don't have yeah, to exactly. uh, <laughs> sit in an office or do something for eight hours at a time, you know? God, it really makes all the difference. It, it really, really does. does. I would say, how about we take this approach for 2024? Okay. How about in December 24, we do just all holiday movies, you know? That way we yeah. can at least jump right in, you know? Into the deep end of the pool. Okay. And uh, we'll you're, just... Uh, I can't believe you're saying it. I, Steven, I hope this show's character growth. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. We'll see when it comes there. Maybe maybe that will help because, uh, like, we had, you know, Gremlins planned for today. So mm-hmm. uh, we were off work, and then we had that planned, and it was nice to, uh, to like, you know, throw on a Christmas movie. We also throw, throw on... Ugh. We also throw on some other ones. So it's like, we really did get into the spirit more... You know, yeah. once once we were able to kind of relax and everything. So and mm-hmm. then this episode, you know, as you said, we're recording on, you know, Christmas Eve and we're going to our family's house today. We're going to hang out, spend the night, wake up Christmas morning, do all of that, make some brunch and stuff. So we're looking forward to, you know, living it up now. And by the time this episode airs, I think I'll finally be in the Christmas spirit. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> the day after. Yeah. Joyous Kwanzaa, everyone. Get out oh. there. Most excellent for your community, you know, That's right. <laughs> leading up to January 1st. And if you're thinking to yourself, wow, Altas knows a lot about Kwanzaa. I wonder if they looked up information on it immediately <laughs> before recording. No, we're just, we're deeply into it. You know, listen, yeah, it's it's our main jam. That's what we're it's our main jam. To. You know, December 26th, Boxing Day and Kwanzaa. What? <laughs> Get after it, people, you know. Amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Get after it. Good times. Well, Stephen. Yeah. yeah, Go ahead. We didn't discuss a sync word. Well, I've I've got one in my brain here. You do. Okay, good. And for the discussion at hand, I feel like the only possible sync word is Christmas spirit Halloween. Oh, my God. Look, we're talking about Halloween. We're talking about Christmas. We're talking about big box department stores. (laughs) Let's fucking go. I love it. It's like yeah. one of those um, yeah. on Wheel of Fortune where they have before and after. Yes. You know? yeah. Christmas spirit, spirit Halloween. I love it. I love it's those perfect. are some of the, the hardest puzzles. So I love it. You know, when we went shopping yesterday, one of the places we went to was next door to a where a spirit Halloween was. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, it's just sad to see it gone, you know? Right. I know they it's just up, like they leave. Yeah. It's just like a pop up thing. But, you know, it's still sad. Yeah. Like there's not. We don't have, we don't have like a candlelight vigil for it. it's borderline okay. disrespectful. It's okay because they'll come back. That's the that's what's great about Spirit Halloween. You, they kill them and they kill them and they always come back, baby. Oh my god, just like a slasher. Oh my god, Stephen, you've really turned it around. I was really like in, <laughs> in the depths. Don't worry about uh, it. They'll come back in the dredges. But here we go. Here we go, baby. <laughs> All right, so let's sync with Christmas Spirit Halloween mm-hmm. on three, one, two, three. Christmas, Christmas Spirit, Spirit Halloween. Halloween. Oh, oh, oh. Ah! Oh, me likey. Yum, yum, yum.